I'm going to start going by Hakeem now. Guys. <laughs> My name is spelled backwards, so please <laughs> be respectful. Micah has left the, the show. We kicked him off. We got Hakeem. <laughs> uh-huh. Hell yeah. What's up, Hakeem? How you He's doing? our new resident scientist. What up? What up? What do you- Pleased to meet you. <laughs> Likewise. Uh, My so- name's Ryan. What's up? Hello, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering why you weren't saying anything. I knew you were fucking up to something. <laughs> Scheming, dude. Yeah, for real. So, as you can tell by the change of our name for this episode, Drink It Out of the Double Cups, we are talking today about Lean, the most common street name for the pharmaceutical cough medicine containing codeine. When referring to it as Lean, we are typically referring to it as the iconic double-stacked styrofoam cup with a mixture of codeine cough syrup and soda, most typically Sprite. And uh, sometimes I'll add a little bit of Jolly Ranchers for fun in there. Sometimes alcohol, right, too, instead of Sprite. That's scary. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah, definitely, uh, especially back in the day alcohol, but uh, we'll get into that later. Other names you may know it as are Scissorp, Texas Tea, Tiss, or purple drink. And there are also other just random little names going based off the iconic purple color of this medicine. Yeah, a lot of people just call it double cupping. Yeah, there's a lot of little Why nicknames. is that? Like, I've always kind of wondered, is it just because the styrofoam, like, gets broken down a little bit? It's quick? more flimsy. So, especially because oh, you're, you're leaning, yeah. so you need something to grip onto and you don't want to squeeze your cup. Well, yeah, actually, I you're see. both wrong. Uh, it well, justice is half right, but it's actually more for the uh, insulation. So if, if you're not holding the actual just regular cup, so then when the you're holding it, the ice doesn't melt as fast. You're sipping. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. So and you don't want the ice to melt and just like freaking dilute it, all make it all watery. Like you want it to be strong and flavorful. Yep. So do you think that like the kids in Bend, Oregon, like use their hydro flasks then? Yeah. <laughs> That's a good question. Actually, I. You know what? I, I've tried, I mean, I haven't tried like legit lean with like activists, but like, uh, I mean, come friggin- on. it's all the same. Yeah. So anyways, I, I, I lean, I leaned one time. I scissored, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I did not use my hydro flask. I should have. That's a good idea. That Damn. Dope. I, yeah. Oh, I remember like getting it literally prescribed to me and being like, fuck, now I got to get Jolly Ranchers and <laughs> styrofoam cups or I'm not going to drink this shit. Yeah, that's exactly it. It's weird. Yeah, it's weird. I'm sick, you're sick as fuck with pneumonia and you're still going to the store to buy like, <laughs> Right. And then and then you are you don't have any uh, medicine for the fucking yeah. <laughs> rest of your Yo, stuff. what is that? But uh, I do have something about that. Fucking, what is that? Uh, is that from Breaking Bad or whatever where they like, he like goes and buys like all this sketchy shit 
from the store and then puts like a pack of gum in and they're like, oh, okay, this isn't sketchy at all. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. I think that was in Breaking Bad. <laughs> that would be so funny. Just go buy all the fucking tools for making fucking lean and then just like also buy like, I don't know, a pack of gum or something and they're like, oh, this isn't fucking sketchy. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's a good move. I don't know if it would work in the real world, but I mean, shoot, shoot your shot, you know? True, true, true. It's not like it's like illegal or anything. No, I mean, conspiracy to, like, manufacture drugs, I think, is, like, probably a crime. But it's not manufacturing yeah, at all. You're probably. not making anything. No, well, you're not. kind of. No, you're not. Once you mix it, then and, and then you sell it. <laughs> I don't know. I'm thinking, I'm, thinking, I'm thinking about, like, if you were to buy, like, all the ingredients to make meth. I think that's illegal. Oh, yeah, 100%. Oh, yeah. yeah. But I guess it, you're not, like, making a new chemical, though. You're just, not like, mixing it with, You're literally with, just like, buying something to dilute your freaking yeah, medicine with. All of the um, laws that I could find, which I'll get into a little later, um, never specified anything when it comes to mixing the codeine cough syrup with anything. It's all just codeine laws. Yeah. But I should talk about some misconceptions real quick. Uh, one of the largest misconceptions surrounding lean that I have observed personally is people not understanding that the main ingredient codeine is a real opiate drug the same way oxycodone or morphine or even heroin is. And it can be extremely physically addictive if used regularly. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think isn't there a lot of people that think it's just like the same as robo? There are like a robotocin? lot. Yeah. A lot like of it's people. It's just cough syrup. That's all it is. Like, yep. It's not. But, like, they don't realize it's not over-the-counter. Like, a lot of people don't realize the severity that is... It's literally just an opioid drug. Like, it's it's the same thing. It's um, Codeine is one of the less potent um, uh, opioid drugs, but it is nonetheless still one of them. Yeah, and, well, that's what a lot of people just don't really get as well with, like, lean in the first place is, like, they... They think it's just like, oh, like I'm just like trying this new drug or whatever. It's not like, you know, it's not like pills or something. So it seems like more accessible to like, I guess, like partygoers and just like regular people that like aren't trying to like pop pills, I guess, uh, even though it is essentially the same thing or even possibly worse. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, another myth, a complete myth that I want to talk about is that a, a study that was published in the year 2000 showed no evidence that codeine was more effective than placebo for coughs associated with upper respiratory tract infections. This is something like the common cold, and typically codeine is prescribed for things like the common cold for upper respiratory tract infections, and it has no difference. Interesting. I mean, I don't know. I never knew that people were getting prescribed it for something as simple as a cold. Well, because like when I, it's the for first, the roughness of a cough, though. Right. Yeah. When I got it um, prescribed for pneumonia, right? That it one hundred percent helped. Yeah, like it was one of the best things I could have taken. That's because it's making you like fall asleep. I'm talking about it doesn't help with your cough, and a lot of people think it will help you with a cough. A lot of people have a cough and will go into the doctor and be like, "Hey, can I get?" Uh, I don't know because it is antitussive. Like it. That, that's the idea. The, there's been tons of evidence to show it's antitussive it's weird well, that there's especially with like promethazine with codeine because this came from semantic scholar it's a actually published paper showing that there was no evidence <sighs> that it helped at all with uh like it helped any more than a placebo that's so interesting i'm curious to look into it i, I mean, would say if, what's up there's just always it, that's the hard hard thing is there's tons of um there's tons, tons of, of research out there research. you know and it's very possible that 
a lot of studies were not true, right? That yeah, and this was way back in two thousand, so who knows? And also, it depends on if you're are they drinking like just straight up coating cough syrup, or is it coating yeah. with promethazine? Because promethazine coating cough syrup. Okay, I was gonna say with promethazine, it's uh an like an anti allergenic. Al- I don't know. It makes your allergies it's an go It's antihistamine. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Sure. Yeah. And we'll talk about uh, that. Too. <laughs> yeah. But I was just gonna say that probably has helped more. I don't know. I've never I've never tried that, so I don't know how it helps with allergies or like. But I would assume it would probably help more with the, like a, a cough. Well, than ta- just I'll talk coating. about what uh, promethazine is here shortly. I know. But, I was the same. Um, last myth that I want to talk about is not all coating cough syrups are purple. <laughs> so. Not all lean is purple by that standard. The most common brand right now is Walkheart, which is pinkish purple. The most common brand that people know is Activist. This is the Barney purple looking uh, coating cough syrup. And another common brand is High Tech, which is bright red. And there are also many other cough medicine brands that include coating that are completely uncolored or like brownish even with similar or if not exactly the same inf- effects, depending on whatever else is mixed with it. So Damn. Not Very all interesting. lean is made the same. But the classic lean is made with specifically activist, activist promethazine with codeine, which is why I brought that up. Yeah, yeah. We could talk about that a little bit more in the, uh, in the history. Of course, I agree. Of it. I just think it's good to, to mention it, you know, since yeah. we're... I think it's good to mention in the beginning because if we're going to be calling it lean, that's what we're referring to, essentially. I, I mean, mean, that's what, I, that's what I'm referring up. to. People still well, pour, up, pour up with, like, Walk Heart, which is the one nowadays. Or yeah, hydrocodone, but, you know, hydrocodone cough syrup. Sometimes, yeah, you that too. If you have a, an allergic reaction to codeine. I mean, also, like, promethazine is not necessarily psychoactive. No, like, no, no, no. So it's, you know... It's, I have read some reports that are so fucking weird about promethazine. Well, but. it's anticholinergic. So it's just like taking a too, too much Benadryl. Yeah, yeah, That's exactly. exactly it'll cause hallucinations. I'll, I'll talk yeah. a lot about that. But essentially, by having promethazine in it, it doesn't make it any more, like, there's... It, it's, not a, it's not adding a high. Right? No, it's no, actually... It's, I'll, I'll just talk about... Promethazine here in a little. Just I'll give you. Okay. Give you a Before we move on, though, I know that I was tripping out about that yeah, myth study. that you told me about. Yeah. Um, turns out that yeah, it is. Um, there's been tons of placebo-controlled studies to demonstrate that it's ineffective, but it's not very well understood why, which I think is kind of cool. Like there's um, there's this whole system supposedly known as a holarchy composed of regu- regulatory elements known as holons that interact with one another to regulate cough. And based on work in animal models, codeine is proposed to act on an intermediate order holon that may not be critical for coughing under some situations in humans. So essentially, like, it doesn't actually suppress cough in placebo-controlled studies, but there's been evidence that it has an effect on cough and so they're trying to still figure out what actually that is. Interesting. So it, there's been reason for it, but essentially, yeah, it's kind of weird that they're being like, oh, well, you know, and maybe I think, it does, maybe it doesn't kind of thing. Well, and like, I think that's why dextromethorphan became a thing. Yeah. Well, was, I'll talk about that too. Awesome. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> let, let, okay. Let's just move on to some non specific <laughs> details about coding before we get into the nitty gritty of it. For uh, sure. Well, coding cough syrup. So lean has the active ingredients, 
codeine and promethazine. Codeine, obviously being an opiate, causes extreme sedation and is the reason for the nickname lean, which refers to how it makes you physically lean over when you ingest it. Typically, when people ingest lean on the street level, they measure it out in ounces. So they will typically people will say, I'm going to put a four in a two. And that refers to four ounces of syrup and a two liter of soda. The most common brand, Walkhart, contains 10 milligrams of codeine per five milligrams of liquid. Lick, uh, lick, liquid. <laughs> My mouth just went liquid. So two <laughs> ounces of syrup would have around 60 milligrams. And a whole bottle, a whole pint bottle of syrup has about 950 milligrams of codeine. Now, promethazine is much different than codeine. Promethazine is an anti, anti-emetic drug that is administered often with opioids to help with nausea that occurs when you're taking opioids. It is also a form of an antihistamine and given for allergic reactions. That being said, this drug does also cause sedations for reasons that Michael will discuss further later. There are reports online of people abusing promethazine, though, like on its own. But from what I researched, the effects can vary severely from person to person with some people saying that just made them feel drowsy or restless legs to some people saying they got full-blown LSD-style visuals from high doses. Hmm. <laughs> so Scary. Wow. So to say it's not psychoactive is just, I guess, person to person or however long you stayed up after ingesting. Or yeah, how I guess I wouldn't call ingested. it like recreational. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's just like Benadryl also causes these effects. But it's, it's uh, so funny to read people on Reddit though just being like, <laughs> yeah, I ate like 100 milligrams of promethazine and just to see what would happen. <laughs> That's fucking so... Dude, people are wild. I did see a thing on Reddit the other day that was just... This is totally random. He was just like... Like, oh, does anyone know any like household things I could get high on? Like easy things that oh he's, he's, like, he's like, I don't he's like, I don't really want to like go to the effort of like getting weed or like he's like, I don't really use drugs and stuff. I just want to get high really quick. And I was like, what the fuck? Like <laughs> <laughs> nutmeg, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I should have commented and told him, but this was a post from a while ago, so I'm sure you'd already figured it out or died <laughs> one of them too. Just tried everything in the house. <laughs> Started mixing all the cleaners and under the kitchen. Yeah, yeah, I was about to say, I was like, bleach. <laughs> <laughs> That's it's just so funny that people even take it to get high. The only interactions really I've ever had pro- with promethazine in my <laughs> life is with seeing it in things like coating cough syrup. And at one point, I knew a gentleman who sold illicit substances uh, of the brown and tarry kind. And for $2 extra, he'd sell you a promethazine pill. Yeah, I think a lot of people nice. do take it um, when they're like opiate users. Yeah. Like not just coating because it's... It helps with the itching yeah. and then the nausea. Yeah. That makes total sense. Yeah. It was like interesting watching a drug dealer care about <laughs> how people felt. Well, yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah. He definitely didn't. I, I've also definitely been around one of those types of guys who would give you um, uh, like a chocolate bar <laughs> also. Interesting. He'll leave a candy on your pillow. <laughs> but supposedly like chocolate, like a lot of like dark chocolate, um, like opiate abusers will like eat it when they're coming down or like when they don't have any dopamine so that yeah they can get like a little bit of a rush and it affects you know Hmm. the certain receptors somewhat similarly interesting i mean it won't give you like high obviously yeah but like there's evidence to show that dark chocolate is you know addictive and and an opiate (laughs) (laughs) test your test your hershey's (laughs) (laughs) shout out the fda (laughs) so, so the legality behind coating cough syrup i found incredibly interesting so at its base 
It is a prescription medication, which can be anywhere from a Schedule 3 to a Schedule 5 drug, uh, depending on the concentration of codeine in the solution. I, that's the first time in our research that I've seen a drug be two different schedules. So yeah, I found that pretty cool. I feel like there's probably a lot of prescriptions out there that are like that. Yeah. Like things like steroids, you know, and, and stuff like that. I where... did see a lot of steroids on the on the list, flip-flopping. Really? Yeah. yeah. Um, makes sense. Yeah, so it really just depends on the concentration of codeine. But um, if being sold as a street drug, it is obviously a crime and can land you some serious jail time or some fines. For example, in California, if you are caught in possession uh, or under the influence of codeine, I found that interesting as well. If you're found under the influence of codeine cough syrup, it's a misdemeanor and can land you up to a year in jail, while possession with intent to sell is a felony and can land you up to four years in prison. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. Do you know, is it is there any, like, I'm sure there is, but a different sentence or whatever or charge for when you are selling a prescription drug? Even yeah. though it's a lower schedule so, than one or two, but... I saw some differing stuff, and obviously the law is different every state, every county, like federal, state level. So, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I can't say definitively because there's so much difference state to state. And everything like that, and drug to drug, and prescriptions. Yeah, I don't know. I'm sure there is, and I'm sure it's different everywhere. But yeah. nice, nice. Yeah. Uh, yeah, dude. Fucking interesting. I've never. I, I don't know any other drugs that are like scheduled in different schedules, uh, based off like potency. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And also like, especially drinking. Like it's it's weird that like coating cough syrup has like a different. Uh, like legality than like just coding. No, it's this. It's the same. Oh, I thought it was. Well, you, okay, sorry. I thought you, I thought it's you were just, like saying specifically coding cough syrup. Uh, never mind. Well, okay, my bad. But then, uh, so that's like coding tablets would probably be a schedule three, while some coding cough syrups that aren't as potent would be a schedule five. I see. Okay, gotcha. that makes sense because yeah. the when you're getting tablets, you're likely going to be getting prescribed like a bottle, yeah, a lot of them, and then with one bottle of lean, that's supposed to just treat you for the few days that you're having your, you know, upper respiratory infection or week or whatever it is. But usually, like my ex, she'd never gone through more than two bottles of uh, hydrocodone cough syrup. Did so. she get it often? Yeah, she got it every time that she got, like, bad sick because her Jesus. mom worked at the hospital. So she could get that good, good. Yeah, well, it's she so funny because her mom was on fucking Dilaudid and Xanax <laughs> for no reason. Like, she, she had, like, a foot pain thing. She was that a was mom. It. But, yeah, she was, she was a mom. That's yeah. it. That's a good <laughs> the, ki- the kids were giving her pain, dude. There yeah. were, it was so funny. We were getting drove to Mountain View one time. This was, I'm freshman year, you know, taking the car with my girlfriend's mom. And uh, she goes... I really shouldn't be driving right now. Like, oh my pretty, god! Like, I took a Dilaudid and a Zanny earlier. Like, and I was just sitting there and I looked at my ex and I was like, "Do you know like how fucked up she is right now?" Because I do. <laughs> like, holy shit! That's on the way to school. First yeah. Oh thing yeah. In the morning. Seven thirty in the morning, dude. Yo, that's <laughs> fucking nice, dude. Just putting kids in danger and other people, dude. Nice. So back on to the lean train. Let's lean go. six sigma. Are we going to talk about workflow processes today? What? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're talking about uh, finances and workflow processes today. Uh, no. 
So to discuss the history of lean, it is important to go over a brief history of codeine. So codeine is a naturally occurring alkaloid found in the opium, opium poppy plant along with other opium alkaloids like morphine. Codeine would be first isolated in 1832 in France by Pierre Robiquet. Robiquet. Pierre Robiquet. Is this, is this guy French? No. He was just in France in 1832 with a name like Pierre Robiquet. <laughs> Not- oh, I don't know why I, I didn't hear the, fr- the France part. But as soon as I heard you starting to try to speak like in a French accent, I was like, oh, this is going to be great. Just so everybody knows, Rub-a-kit. Raven hates the French accent. Uh, it, it scares him, dude. Like Raven's terrified right now that we're even talking about it. Love the French people, though. Just their accent it scares me. <laughs> Uh, anyway, <laughs> he was a scientist credited also with discovering a lazarin, which is a red dye, one of the most common red dyes, and discovering caffeine on his own, even though others had already discovered caffeine. But he did it independently, which is pretty cool. Nice. And I cannot find, for the life of me, the exact date for when they started producing codeine-based cough syrups. But I can find images of old coding elixirs from as far back as the 1900s and late 1800s. I could not find any solid, like, this was the first company to create a coding-based cough syrup. But what I could find is that they have been using opium and, like, some sort of elixir that they can make for cough syrups for hundreds of years. So... Yeah, laudanum, right? Yeah, laudanum. That's what I was always trying to freaking say that one episode. <laughs> yeah, so laudanum was a it was a opium based cough syrup, but it was pretty much it was just rudimentary, just kind of like I don't know, boiled down. Yeah, I don't even know if it was like a syrup. I think it was like a tincture, like an alcoholic tincture. Yeah, of the poppy. Yes. Yeah, so, so I guess that would be the earliest lean back in the day. <laughs> Damn, um, dude. All the Shout surgeons to- and physicians were addicted to that shit. <laughs> yeah, I'm oh, sure yeah. they were, actually. <laughs> like, I mean, it was, like, the first thing they'd ever had that was, like, super, like, gnarly drug, and they were just like, hell yeah. Well, I feel like people people used to just have gnarly opium addictions and, like, heroin Oh, addictions. yeah, everybody totally. at mm-hmm. certain times. Well, they sold it at the fucking corner store. Well, yeah, and then there was, like, dens where it was, like, considered, like, a relaxation, like, where we go to the spa God, nowadays. I would love that. Yeah, imagine. You could just go and smoke up and sit on a fucking bunk bed couch with a bunch of people. <laughs> we should start... We should start an opium den. I'm down. It's almost like a, it's almost like a ketamine clinic, but it's, a, it's like, we have to go through all the laws to come up with why opium is good for you and <laughs> it's relaxing it'll help with the fucking grim world we live in nah, God, damn, fuck let's that, take dude. the edge off come well, on opium <laughs> let's do let's make a dmt den dude just having half oh, the people God. just having like crazy religious like or not even really religious is crazy like spiritual like experiences and then half the other people just being like <laughs> i mean that's essentially already going on like everywhere like there's these tiny little like uh underground like you can go and pay people to like do ayahuasca in the city. Whoa. Like in a that fucking sounds... in a building with people, like have a retreat. That's that sounds cool. like not a fun retreat. <laughs> I don't know. Like, people do I would, it all the time. I would feel like I would rather be in the jungle in someone's like hut. I know, you'd ayahuasca. think, but I feel like that's like a we'll we'll talk about it more in our DMT episode, but I almost feel like it's like a, a predisposed idea because you know that that's what the like people in the culture are using it that way, so you think that it's meant to be used that way. But I mean, I don't know. I I feel like it's you know, I don't know. 
Hmm. I feel like there's a little bit of like an influence in the mind thinking that you need to be in a place like that. Yeah. To absolutely. be able to do Good it. point. Yeah. Good point. For sure. For sure. So back anyway. to <laughs> cough syrup. <laughs> so as uh, I could not find information on the history of the different brands of cough syrup, but I did find documentation stating that they started producing cough syrup with DXM as a substitute in the 1950s in an attempt to combat coding abuse and find an alternative, safer option to market. All right. Yeah. So they're like, no more opiates for you guys. Now we're going to go down the dissociative psychedelic route. <laughs> and the same people that were like abusing the, the uh, opiate cough syrup probably tried it with the DXM oh, at yeah. first. Oh my gosh. I saw a Reddit report. I'll just real quick. Uh, I saw a Reddit report of someone thinking that they had bought lean, but I think it was one of those legal lean bottles that they sell at gas stations that literally advertise. They say legal lean and they're DXM. Their cops oh. rebranded. And this kid was uh, writing. He was like, I thought this was actual lean. And I drank the whole bottle. Like, how much DXM did I take? What do I do? Oh, Jesus and Christ. And the people commenting were like, show us the bottle. And then he, they were like, if you drink the whole bottle, you drink 1,000 milligrams of DXM. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's, that, right when, that is like right when it gets fully hallucinatory. Yeah. 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 <laughs> So did he uh, did he update anyone on the post? Like did he post later on and then like no, you know fill anyone in further posts? Damn, um, that kid's people probably were just like he's strapping. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's like twenty four hours long. Yeah, people were like uh, like just strapping. Try to make yourself puke maybe, but they just strapping. <laughs> this is gonna be one of those hard life lessons. <laughs> yeah, I <Dude>. love that. <laughs> yeah, Hell yeah, so, dude! Shouts out to that guy, dude. So starting in the 1950s, they wanted people going crazy instead of chilling out. <laughs> but jumping Sounds into right. the real history now, we're talking Houston, Texas. The year is 1960. And <laughs> this is where the tradition of mixing cough syrup is thought to have started with blues music- musicians mixing Robitussin with their beer. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. DXM beer. Honestly, that sounds disgusting, dude. <laughs> right? Robo beer? That's like gnarly. Like, why would you want like this weird cherry menthol flavor in your beer? Yeah. Well, I mean, maybe they had like different flavors back then. Or they were drinking like actually good like dark beer and in a sense having this tiny little bit oh. of like a sugary flavor or a to stout. it. stout. Like, yeah, Ooh. exactly. Like some super gnarly dark. Yeah. That's a good point. Some people do like like coffee stouts and like weird t- type of stouts. So like, well, yeah, you know, it, yeah. I mean, I'm sure there's a raspberry stout like that I actually like. That sounds disgusting, but <laughs> to each his own. <laughs> so this practice would evolve and change uh, with the surrounding and the changing of the music culture in the area. And by the 80s and 90s, the recipe would change from using uh, Robitussin to using coating cough syrup instead. The usage of coating syrup in this way would almost completely be isolated to the Houston area of Texas and it was by no means common for the rest of the world to be getting high this way. During this, in the 90s, a rapper named DJ Screw would hit the scene with his iconic chopped and screwed slowed down way of making music. In his music, he would talk about sipping lean and some people would attribute him to being one of the main reasons why Lean ever blew up in the pop culture to the extent that it has. Yeah, dude. I 100% agree with that. Fucking, I mean, I don't know. 
I think people would have probably caught on to maybe eventually to it. Just I mean, like, it was a whole phenomenon. Like it wasn't. Yeah. It, it was isolated to Houston, Texas, but it it was not isolated to like one group of people. Like there's still yeah. a good amount of people doing it. But he was the one that really like. Well, it was mainly his music. So a lot of people said that he embodied the sound of Lean. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. Dude, listening to fucking Pimp C and like all sorts of like chopped and screwed stuff while you're like leaning or while you're double cupping, whatever you want to call it. Dude, it's so fucking interesting to listen to because it's like just so like slow and wobbled. And if 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 you if you're listening to this and you don't know what chopped and screwed is, we'll take a pause and then you go listen to that and come back. So, all right, ready? Pause. All right, and you're back. That was fucking sick, right? All right, now <laughs> picture that while you're leaning, dude. <laughs> so, yeah, dude, it's Imagine insane. that when you could barely keep your eyes open and you just, like, can't formulate words. Yeah. And you're just and, relaxed as shit. And your voice sounds just like, hey, yo, what up, guys? <laughs> <laughs> So, anyways, yeah, dude. Anyway, fucking Micah, you fucked my brain up. Now, whenever I say anyways, I say I I correct myself. To anyway, I mean, it was probably one. Of, it was probably some fucking English teacher in school that did it to me, and that's why I always do it. Anyways, back to the lean. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, dude. So yeah, pimp. Uh, yeah. So DJ Screw. Uh, he pretty much. I mean, he's not the first one to use, like, a tape loop, but, uh, or, like, not even a tape loop, but, like, you know, slowing down or speeding up tape and stuff, but he was really the first one to do it in, like, hip-hop music, and so what he would do is he would take these uh, songs, and he would then, what you know, what is considered chopping and screwing, he would, you know, chop them up and repeat things and whatever in the song, but then he would also, what is considered the screw, which is he would uh, slow it down using a, like, he on, on, on most tape decks, they have, like, a feature of, like, pitch shift, which is essentially slowing or speeding up the tape, and so what he would do is he, was, he would use that, and that's how he would get these, like, super, like, slow and, like, pitch down effects and stuff. Um, yeah, and he was really the first one to, like, start doing that, or at least, like, make it super popular, and uh, and so the mixture of lean eyes, you know, you can imagine also influenced him, like what Raven just said, with what people say, like the sound of, you know, DJ Screw embodies like the sound of lean, like it just goes kind of hand in hand. And another thing that I read was that Houston was like exploding in uh, population around this time. Oh, and it was hot. And it was very hot, and a lot of people would spend a lot of time in their car in like commuting. So a lot of people, a lot of the reason his music blew up is because a lot of people would spend a lot of time in their car, and it was a way to just kind of like slow down the hectic life of Houston, like trying to get home in traffic. So it was like nice and relaxing, while everything else was chaotic. Oh, interesting. Yeah, that's a good point. That makes a lot of sense. I didn't read that, but I'm glad you learned us on that. That was dope. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but, yeah, so the unfortunate thing about DJ Screw is he ended up dying in 2000 from coding, from a mixture of coding, volume, and PCP. Dang. Not good. Sounds yeah. Cool. It's quite the combo, dude. Quite the combo. Um, yeah, so... He, and. 
<clears throat> I don't know if he was doing all those at the same time. That's just what was found in his system when they uh, did an autopsy. So it's again why you don't mix opioids and benzos. Yeah, not a good idea. Yeah, for sure. So which uh, I want to talk about uh, later in the harm reduction a ton, but there is a big danger of that when purchasing illegal laying on the street. Oh uh, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, that sounds... Yeah, I'm, I'm curious about that. But we're going to continue with the Dirty South, yeah. or, you know, some people call it Southside Hip Hop or Trap Music. Well, I guess it was kind of before, like, what was considered Trap Music. Uh, so we're just going to refer to it as the Dirty South. So Pimp C is another rapper from Houston, uh, and it, it was kind of just wrapped around, like, the same, like, Era's DJ Screw, like, uh, he was part of UGK with rapper Bun B. And, uh, yeah, they were just, like, one of the main people around that era of Houston, like, Dirty South rap music and stuff. Uh, super into lean and rapped about it quite a bit and also died of a combination of lean and his sleep apnea medication. Yeah, it's always it, it's always something that seems like a mix, you know, because there's been so many rappers and people to die from lean, but it always seems like it was a mix of something else with it. Yeah, well, I mean, exactly. It's like that. It's like that with most of the opioids. Like when I looked up, like a lot of the old, like you know, like um, some of our favorite classical rock or classic rock, whatever artists, like a lot of the times it's alcohol, benzos, and opioids. Yeah, like, yep. And a lot of the times it's prescriptions. That's what's so sad about it. Like their own prescriptions they got from the doctor. We've talked about that, but. Yeah. And it's like normal medication. Like half the time it's like just, I mean, not normal medication, but like, <laughs> like in this case, it's like his sleep apnea medication. It's like something right. that helps him go to bed. And also the mixture of lean, I'm assuming just made his heart slow down until it stopped. So. Well, no, it's uh, probably uh, more like um, the lungs, the breathing. Oh, that's a good point, actually. Yeah, because lean makes your breathing, like, super slow down. Yeah, and then at one point, stop. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, um, And sleep yeah. apnea, that's when you wake up because you stop breathing? I don't know. I think it's just when you have trouble sleep. I'm not sure what sleep apnea No, is. yeah, it's like, it's a breathing thing. It's People definitely, to, okay. Yeah, they wear, like, those, um. Those masks and stuff that make yeah. sure you get, like, enough, like, oxygen or whatever. Yeah, because I think they like legitimately stop breathing. Like, yeah. It's oh when wow. Sleeping. It's when it repeatedly like stops and starts. Oh yeah. Oh. It's fucking scary. That sounds terrifying. So, anyways, yeah. R.I.P. Pimp C. That sucks. Anyways. that that happened. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> uh, and then also another. I, I hate to keep on, you know, saying it, but freaking another Southside artist from the same era died. Big Mo. He had a heart attack from drinking lean, or related to drinking lean. I don't know Damn. if he was on lean at the time, um, or if it was. Oh, all I know is related to lean. So big sad. R.I.P. Big Mo. But that's going to bring us into kind of what brings us into a newer era of Southside, which you know continued to influence the whole region, and not only influenced you know Houston, Texas, and all of Texas, and all it, it grew to be all of the South and all of the rest of the United States. Um, so a group from Memphis, Tennessee, Three Six Mafia. You might have heard of them, formerly known as Triple Six Mafia. 
True, 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 true. And true. before that, Profit Posse. Uh, yep, yep, yep. Uh, yeah, dude, Three Six Take Mafia. And if you know Three Six Mafia, but you haven't heard their prior stuff under those other names, give it a listen. It is stupid good. Yeah, dude, they are it's better than their newer shit, in my opinion. But yeah, totally. Uh. I don't know. I haven't listened to much of their super, super early stuff, but... Oh, um, dude, you have to. It's very good. Yeah. Uh, I'll, have to, I'll have to check it out. Uh, but essentially, it's Juicy J, who you might have heard of, uh, Project Pat, and uh, DJ Paul was the... Those are the three original members, right? I assume Justice knows this. Yeah. That's what I'm looking up currently. And... Uh, Damn, you didn't have this down. I mean, they have. There's a bunch of different members that are like. Uh, if you're talking also, just three six mafia, yeah, it's uh, DJ Paul, Juicy J, Crunchy Black, uh, Gangsta Boo, Lord Infamous, yeah, Koopsta, whatever his last name is. Uh, anyways, those were the like. Anyways, the anyway the three. <laughs> You know, founding members was DJ Paul, Juicy J, and Project Pat. And they were all into Sip and Lean. Well, at least I don't know about much about DJ Paul, but I know Project Pat and Juicy J were for sure into, like, Sip and Lean, and they talk about it all the time. Uh, they came out with a song called Sippin' on Some Syrup, which is, uh, Sippin' on Some Scissor. Anyways, uh, anyway. It's a amazing song. If you haven't dude, heard it, dope. you're living under a rock. Everyone knows that song. Dude, yeah. It, it, I think Sipping that's probably the song that really blew up Lean because, like, 3 6. Like, I know, like, some, like, a lot of people know Underground of, like, Pimp C and stuff, but, like, on, like, a very, like, general consumer level, I feel like 3 6 Mafia is way more known. Yeah, definitely. I would agree with that. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, dude, Three Six Mafia is dope. Shout out Three Six Mafia. Uh, Juicy J is fucking wild, man. Like he is super into drugs, dude. That's honestly how I actually got introduced to Lean. Uh, is because because you say no to drugs, Juicy J can't. Dude, a hundred percent, dude. <laughs> Literally the song "A Zip and a Double Cup," dude. Fucking Rubber Band Business too. When that came out, and "A Zip and a Double Cup" was like, I think it was like one of the first songs on that fucking mixtape. Dude, just fucking slaps. So, uh, yeah, dude, shout out to Juicy J. He also has an album called Blue Dream and Lean, which is, <laughs> uh, yeah, weed just a lean. fucking, uh, yeah. Well, Blue Dream, he has weed, and then obviously Lean is what we're talking about. And so that, that just shows how much he enjoys drinking double cups. And, dude, when I was in, like, high school uh, around, like, 2013, like, 2012 he was just dropping constant like videos like all of his music videos just had him just like just table full of drugs and like fucking like lean and i was like dude this guy's the coolest guy ever <laughs> and then you know slowly over time I was like i mean drugs are cool but you just gotta be safe and uh <laughs> okay <laughs> i don't know where i was going with that i'm just trying to <laughs> trying to put a good image out for the freaking young listeners or any listeners that may have it, it seems like almost every single hip-hop rap style artist who's cool anyway has a song about lean <laughs> i agree dude it's dude it's crazy so it's Even one of riff raff has a song about lean oh That's yeah with fe- he also has a song featuring the uh th- this group from like 2012 called the lean team 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So That's yeah. Awesome. Hell Dude, yeah. I feel like Riff Raff just looks like someone who drinks lean. Like just like all the candy paint cars that he has, it's like just fucking Dude, if he has a double lean cup as a person. tattooed on the side of his neck, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> oh, yeah. I forgot about that, yeah, dude. Oh, shit. <laughs> That'd actually be kind of a cool tattoo. Like, if I could, like, double cup with, like, some ice and, like, you know, some purple, like, dripping out of the side. I'm 100% that's what it is, isn't it? I don't know. I No, I'm pr- I'm pretty sure that's exactly what his tattoo is. <laughs> That'd be sick. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's. I remember it. It's dope as fuck. Dude, you should get one. Mine, mine would be with the orange hydrocodone, though. <laughs> so much better. Oh yeah, dude. Um, I would probably the only one that I've ever done was uh, liquid Roxy cotton, which was yellow. Oh yeah. So I'm pretty uh, sure that's hydrocodone too. I think I looked it up and said like Roxy cotton is just oxycotton, which is oxycodone. Oh hell yeah! So even uh, yeah. So yeah, dude. Got I got fucking shit. lit off that. Uh, good stuff. Anyways, anyway, back to freaking. Southside music, yeah, Raven mentioned it. Like, pretty much everybody, any major rappers pretty much mentioned Lean. Like, I've, any any rapper I could think of has probably tried Lean. Like, I hear about it so often in the media and in songs. Like, Future, oh, well, I don't know why I started with Future. Fucking Lil Wayne, dude. He is, like, the one of the most, like, Probably the <laughs> biggest lean drinkers of like the modern rappers. I love uh, the video of uh, one of the talk show hosts being like, "So what's in your cup?" or something, and he's like, "Don't ask what's in my cup. That's my cup." <laughs> <laughs> I do remember seeing that. <laughs> so funny. Yeah, he's very in- dude. He drinks so much fucking lean, and at one point was like in the hospital constantly from just having seizures and like all sorts of like medical issues from it. Yeah, I don't know. Particularly if it gives you epilepsy, but on that same note, um, Fredo Santana died yeah. from complications with epilepsy. A lot of it had to do with his excessive um, lean drinking. He didn't die from lean itself, but um, as well, he got older and was sipping to- lean, he developed epilepsy and was having these crazy seizures. And during his hospital stay, they found that he had liver and heart failure. And then he was found in his house after having a large seizure with blood pouring out of his mouth. Dead. Yeah, which happened like three months later. Because he went yeah. when he went to the doctor originally, it was in November of whatever year it was before he died. But was, he had drank so much lean and uh, and and Xanax and stuff like that that he had liver and heart failure. Which right, is exactly. Fucking insane because he was so, young. Yeah. So essentially, lean did you know it killed it did a his body number on his body. Him. Yeah. yeah. So, like, even though he didn't, like, overdose on lean, like, he did die from drinking lean. Well, you, and you got to think, too, I mean, that heart failure and all the all the toxicity that he had had probably was from not just lean. It was you probably know what I mean? a lot oh, of the sure. Tylenol all and... Food. Well, no, I mean, cocaine yeah. abuse, uh, you know, all sorts of stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah, Benzos. I mean, I don't know how much, like, Fredo was into cocaine and stuff, but, like, his number one thing was, like, opiates and specifically lean. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, who knows, you know, what all he's done in his life. It is hard to say. So I guess uh, you can't blame it fully. R.I.P. Fredo. Yeah, I just feel like most people, most people that do these types of drugs don't, don't only just do the one drug. Yeah, no, I agree. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. Yeah. Anyways, I mean, if you, have, if you they usually the money, live pretty unhealthy lifestyles. If too. you have the money, I would too. Fuck it. Care. I mean, yeah, dude, I, I said that when I was younger, dude, if I had the money, I would be sipping, I would only <laughs> sip lean, dude. 
just sipping lean. I and would not. Lean. It's such a waste of money. It's so fucking stupid. <laughs> yeah, it's gross. And what's funny is people. The whole thing of like lean, like, and why people used it was because it was like a cheap high. Yeah, like yeah. back in the day. Yeah. And then it was now hundred dollars like, a pint uh, when when it was getting popular in the nineties. Well, I mean, like in the sixties, the reason people were drinking it is because it was like fucking dumb cheap. Yeah. And uh, and then all of a sudden it turns into like a drug now where it's like it's a, like almost like a thing of like status like if you're drinking lean. Yeah, like I watched as someone did the math on Reddit of um, if you were to buy any other opiate uh, or specifically I think oxys versus lean, and they were saying that you're spending like three hundred percent more money for like the equivalent amount of opiates buying lean. Hell yeah, that's dope. Shout out, dude. Yeah, so you're That's literally ridiculous. just throwing money away. And the, the dude was like, so just buy oxys, or even better yet, just buy heroin. And everyone in the comments was like, yeah, just buy heroin instead. And I was just like, Jesus Christ, Reddit. Uh, Chill out. Stop I telling mean, this man to just go do heroin. <laughs> yeah. True. Yeah, don't just go do heroin. But also, you know, be conservative about your money. Yeah, <laughs> come on. It's, it's a drought. It's dude. a Inflation, fucking recession dude. out here. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, anyway. Do heroin, uh, don't buy lean. <laughs> you can make a bumper sticker. Do heroin, not lean. It says at drinking out of cups underscore podcast. Oh, no, we we're not promoting that. We don't tell don't anyone to do that. drugs. I'm not that. advising anyone to do anything. Yeah, exactly. So, but, you know, who is advising people to do we're drugs? A healthy, knowledgeable podcast. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, any anyway. Lean is fucking popular as fuck, dude. And what's... It's actually so popular in the rap community that, like, obviously cannabis and alcohol are, like, the most popular in, in the rap community and cannabis being the number one. But I feel like number three is probably lean. I mean, maybe not anymore, but, like, for, like, a good period of time from, like, 2012 to, like, 2016, 2017, it was just fucking everybody talking about lean. Like, it was the number, like, one thing besides cannabis, probably. And... Yeah, dude. It's it's crazy how prevalent it is. Like, I'll just list off a bunch of rappers that talk about it. Like, fucking... I said Lil Wayne, Gucci Mane, Future, 2 Chains, who was in the remix of A Zip and a Double Cup with Juicy J. Mac Miller was, uh, said... Or he, you know, admitted to drinking lean at some point. Uh, Juice World, who... His death is, like, kind of weird because they say he overdosed on codeine and oxycodone. Uh, and, the, and the story is apparently with Juice World when he died is that, like, the cops came to, like, raid his, like, private jet or something. And uh, he had a bunch of pills on him, and so he just popped a bunch of pills. Uh, so he could have had, like, codeine pills and, like, oxycodone. But, like, he also was known to, like, be drinking lean a lot, too. So, like, who knows if it was, like, him drinking lean on the plane. And then, like, cops showed up, and he drank it, and then popped all these pills, too. Like, who knows? Only the people there know. And... But anyways, dude, R.I.P. Juice World. He's fucking an R.I.P. Mac Miller. And uh, they both dope. Uh, but one of the other people that I wanted to mention, like, kind of moving more into, like, since I'm talking about, like, modern rappers, uh, is ASAP Rocky. Because he, uh, like, the whole, like, deep voice thing, like, with ASAP Rocky, like, that he started doing, like, the song Purple Swag. Like, he... That was kind of, like, based off of, like, the whole, like, chopped and screwed thing, which, like, a lot of people, like, started to... A lot of people use now all the time, like, that super low, deep voice thing. Uh, it's used all the time in songs, which pretty much, I would say, DJ Screw, like, really, like, made that popular. Yeah. And so, um, what's yeah, cool the, about... 
Oh, oh what's up? Oh, no, I was going to say what's cool. Oh, 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 You go, you go. I was just going to say that the songs uh, with ASAP Rocky and Danny Brown are so good. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I, I feel like I've heard like maybe one or two. I'm not super familiar with their collabs. All, I have oh, seen really an interview, good. though, Check with both of them like just sitting and doing an interview together. And it was super informative and funny. Yeah. So can you guys actually help me out here? Because I've never, no one's ever helped me with this. Um. Why is there an ASOP and an ASAP? And isn't there even more than that, too? Didn't they meet? Is it like the meeting of the Rockies or something? Um, ASAP, like ASAP Rocky, Ferg, it's always strive and prosper. So that's like their thing. ASOP, I don't, I'll try and look that one up. That's ASOP Rock, though, not yeah, Rocky. Yeah, and they're like two, like he's more like woke rap kind of. Right. Instead of just, like, ignorant rap music. That's so weird. Right. Yeah. I was just like, hmm. Yeah, I always thought they were, like, linked together or, like, you know, part of, like, part of ASAP, but then I realized they weren't, and, uh, or he wasn't part of, ASOP was not part of ASAP. Uh, you know what I also just realized is I don't think we've talked about what actual, like, the mixture, since we're talking about culture, the actual mixture of, uh... What makes lean, because um, a lot, we talked about, like, how, like, people used it with, like, Robitussin and beer, but... No, what, I like, said that it's uh, typically mixed with Sprite with Jolly Ranchers, and oh, you say put okay, in a foe in a two. It's four ounces True. In a two. Okay. Yeah, my bad. You did say all that. Okay. All right. Yeah. My bad. Oh, all right, real quick, shut up. to interrupt. The Aesop, like, Aesop Rock, means Greek storyteller. Interesting. Oh. So that's why he's more, like, storytelling woke rap. He looks Greek, so. too. Yeah, I was going to say he does look Greek. That would make sense if he was Greek. Yeah. There you go. All right, back to you, Ryan. Okay. Dope, 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 dope. Uh, so, anyway, yeah, freaking... Hey, dude, I did it right that time. Dope. Uh, I said anyway. 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 Uh, yeah, so the ASAP Rocky, like, low, deep voice thing that, you know, is probably influenced by, by DJ Screw is very, you know well-known now at this point and was used a ton during that like period of like 2012 to like 2017 18 uh because of i assume so much use of lean of just everybody upset the obsession over lean so and when i'm talking about lean like i said earlier i specifically mean activists which is what everyone was like that was like what was just a brand it's just the, a brand. Uh, I've seen interviews with people being like, oh, no, the shit nowadays is bunk. Like, it, activists was the shit back in the day. It's yeah. all just a fucking brand. They're like the, sa- they're the same chemicals. Like, maybe activists had a stronger milligrams per milliliters amount. I don't um, know. I don't know. It, it was the same amount that you wrote earlier. It was like 10 milligrams of codeine per 5 milliliters of uh Then it's of literally liquid. the same exactly. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And... I don't know. I think it was just like that was like what they people saw in like music videos or like what people portrayed like as like the good whatever you know type of coating or like you know coating coating cough syrup. Yeah. Um. But what's crazy? Uh. I think what like kind of made it to where like it they stopped it stopped being so popular is because activists actually stopped making it in uh, 2014. So it's like pretty much impossible to get now. Like damn, they fucked up. Yeah, well, it's because so many people were, like, abusing it that they were like, oh, like, we don't want people to abuse this anymore. So they were just being a bunch of freaking Nancys. They just didn't want to get caught up in the opioid epidemic and get sued or something, probably. Yeah, that they makes sense, They didn't actually care about people. 
It's a good point. Yeah. Oh, no, for sure, for sure. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, not for sure, for sure, but for sure, for sure. I'd say a good set. <laughs> well, mm, I had read something about, like, the generic names, like how you said Roxycontin earlier. Like, all of those are gone now. Like, it's Oxycontin. Or, I mean, it's oh. just Oxy... You know, it's it's always going to be Oxycodone or Oxycontin. Um, oh, I see. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. It's all uh, has to do with that Sackler family bullshit. Uh, I don't know what that is. Uh, they are the people that created Oxycode or Oxycontin and patented it and created the epidemic. Oh, shout out those guys. They are the forefront of it. Bunch of chillers. Are they getting indicted at all? They're getting sued, all sorts of shit. Oh, cool. Yeah. Nice. There's been documentaries made about it. Like, We should yeah. probably watch those. Yeah. Anyway, back to freaking hip-hop music, dude. So the last thing I kind of like want to talk about when it comes to like music is just the people that like were influenced essentially by this whole culture and like one of the main other like rap groups that really took off that like I would say like definitely is based around like lean but also like gang activity and stuff was the drill scene in Chicago like Chief Keef. Oh yeah. So it basically it's like GBE like Glory Boys Entertainment. It's uh, all Chicago. What's up? What's, what's drill? It's a type of music. It's mm-hmm. like a type of like trap music, but it's like very specific. Like <clears throat> I don't really know how to describe it, but if I if I showed you like trap music versus drill music, you'd be like, oh, okay, I get it. Uh, but it's essentially like a genre like specific to like Chicago. That I, I guess it originated out of Chicago. There's like all sorts of drill now, but yeah, it's um, very good. It's dude, the fucking producing is fantastic, and also oh, like yeah. some of the songs are pretty dope too. But it's mostly <laughs> like the producers are like fucking insane, like. Shout out Young Chop. Shout out freaking, uh, I, I can't remember that other guy's name. <laughs> on that one. Ah, uh, fuck. Well, I can't remember that other Young guy's Chop. name. Yeah, but Ryan, shout out Young Chop sipping. and, uh, who? I said stop sipping. Stop sipping? Yeah, dude, I'm so forgetful. Uh, freaking, I think it's DJ Chop. Oh, Chop Squad DJ. That's his name, dude. That guy's fucking dope. Uh, anyways, he's another drill uh art uh producer and so anyways anyway a lot of the freaking people (laughs) a lot of the people in the chicago like drill scene like part of that were like part of like gbe like fredo was all a part of that uh and like you know like lil dirk and uh lil reesey and all all those people they like the whole group was like super into Oh, shout, shout out Ball Out, dude. Um, dude, Ball Out's so sick. Dude, shout out Ball Out. <laughs> uh, he's, they're all su- they were all super into... If anyone wants a, a sick-ass song to listen to, Ball Out One Take. I think it's only on YouTube. So fucking good. <laughs> dude, hell yeah. <laughs> uh, and then also, since we're mentioning Ball Out, I gotta mention Soldier Boy. <laughs> oh my god. He also is super maintain, lean. <laughs> he does not maintain the lean sound in his music whatsoever. No, not <laughs> at all. Soldier Boy up in. <laughs> that was like I feel like before well no never mind that was when lean was that's like the only soldier boy I care about <laughs> wait it's sixth grade soldier wait boy. you don't like fucking hop up at that bed okay, that's a good oh my god shut up, shut up. don't even don't even start <laughs> Micah Micah made a bet with me one time he said cause he was singing it I heard him singing it he kept saying hundred dollar bill he made a bet story. with me he, said, and he was like no he says hundred dollar bill and we listened to the song like five times I'm like he says hop out the bed 
And then we looked up the lyrics, and he lost the fucking bet. He was like, dude, dude I could have sworn so he said $100 bills. <laughs> I do that so much with songs. <laughs> I, I can't understand lyrics very well. And so, um, you know, like, those videos where they, like, will show you, they're like, oh, this is what that song, like, sounds like. Yeah. And, and if you hear it that way and you see it written, you're like, oh, now you start hearing it, you know? 100%. It's obviously not that… It's not written that way. That's what my brain does initially. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of songs. Actual words. Why do you yeah, think I don't so like funny. the Grateful Dead? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's so funny. Uh, there's. It's funny because uh, the like when you look at back in the day with the like the top comment uh, for like that song of Turn My Swag On, the top the top comment was like some dude like putting in other lyrics to the song that like worked perfectly and i don't remember the beginning of it but it was, it was probably a like, hundred dollar bill i think it was like a hundred dollar bill like turn my sw- and then it was like turn my swag on and then it was like uh take a look in the mirror say what's up no it was it was, it was like turkey leg in the in the mirror say what's up or something like that and so then like now every time i hear that song i like sing those lyrics turkey i'm like turkey leg in the mirror say what's up <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, freaking shout out Soldier Boy, shout out Ball Out. <laughs> Anyone who knows that story knows what's up. <laughs> uh, so that's pretty much all I wanted to mention when it comes to the music world. I just briefly want to touch on the. Yeah, it's obviously insanely fucking prominent in the music world, and if you've somehow avoided it to this point in your life, and you're listening to this podcast, I'd be very surprised. Yeah, totally, dude. I'm sure you've heard of it. So, and other countries that might have heard of it based off, I assume from listening to rap music and why it's become super popular, or maybe not why it's become super popular, who knows. Uh, Shout out Zimbabwe and shout out South Africa, dude. They be drinking cough syrup like crazy out there, dude. It's insane. Yeah, it's like, it's like, you know, like when you walk around Portland and you see like needles and shit like all over, like when you walk around like some of the major cities there, you see like fucking just like bottles of cough syrup just on it's the called bronclear right uh yeah they have two different ones there's one called bronclear which has like alcohol in it which is like also like w- w- like with the thing with like activists it had promethazine it had promethazine it had codeine and it also had uh like seven percent alcohol in it oh maybe that's and why people so, liked it you missed you you failed to include that point I know. I, for, I wrote that down. And I just <laughs> forgot. I, I, I wasn't even going off my notes, dude. I was just fucking killing it off the dome. Dude, oh, off the top. damn. Uh, so I forgot to... I had written that down, though. Um, but so... Just to just to be clear, that's what is an activist. Uh, those are the activists in green. So just throw, <laughs> like, a, a, an ounce of uh, booze in the... <laughs> in the... I mean, that's essentially throwing was. one... It's like drinking, like, a fucking... Like a some lean with if it didn't have alcohol in it, and then also drinking a, like a seven percent beer, <laughs> like, <laughs> just a beer with your lean, dude. I mean, dude, oh, that could be the original reason of drinking like Robitussin. and like maybe that's what they made activists for is for drinking lean, dude. <laughs> it I just mean, has alcohol in it. I've been there. <laughs> the, the times I've gotten it from the hospital, but it was the the little tiny bottle, so I drank it and then drank like a couple shots of vodka. Just to Tight, dude. enhance it, you know? Fucking nice. Nice. <laughs> With the noise. <laughs> yeah, anyway, nice. the other brand that they had in, uh, that they is common in these uh, countries is Mypridol, which doesn't have alcohol, but apparently has acetaminophen in it, as well as codeine, which I read is, like, not good to mix, so I don't know why they're using that. And it's uh, also not good to just be eating acetaminophen all the time. It's really bad for you. 
Oh, it's terrible it's not... for your uh, kidney or liver. I can't remember. Liver. Um, yeah, that's I, I wonder why it's uh, not good to mix with codeine. Because, I mean, like, most of the prescription drugs out there that have opiates have uh, acetaminophen. Yeah, them. I don't know. I read online that it said not to mix it. And it's because, like, they also say, like, not to take uh, Tylenol or anything when you're drinking, like, cough syrup. Um, so, I, but it also like didn't say coating cough syrup, so I guess it could have been like something with DXM or whatever. Like, don't you know take Tylenol while drinking DXM for some reason? Which again would be interesting because most DXM, DXM cough syrups have Tylenol. <laughs> yeah. I know, yeah. So I don't, I don't know. That's that's what I read. So I don't know. It might mean like don't take extra acetaminophen because oh, these things already have acetaminophen. And that's it's a good super point. Scary to accidentally take too much acetaminophen. That's a very good point. Yeah, dude. Shouts out to my liver for getting me through the massive amounts of acetaminophen I've put into it from eating Vicodin. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Uh, right there with you, pal. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So it's just, yeah, it's crazy how popular it is in these areas. Like this kid, I was I was watching this Vice video, and this like kid was like interviewing on it. And he was like, yeah, I started drinking lean when I was 11. And I was like, Jesus fucking Christ. Like, it's like, it's like the cannabis, like, like how it is like here, like cannabis for us is like lean for them. Like, it's just like the number one choice of drug. Fuck. I really wish I remembered what um, rapper I watched an interview with, but they said they started sipping lean around like 13. Damn. I forget who it was though. Was this a U.S. rapper or this was a South African rapper? It was U.S. It was okay. I was just watching lean videos while I was researching. I mean, it's like that a lot with drugs. I we feel like we were honestly kind of lucky for living in like the Pacific Northwest and kind of hippier, like even if it's even if it's kind of rednecky areas, yes, we had things like meth and weed. Free and weed. Heroin. As much and a lot of free weed. weed. As yeah. much free so, weed as you could smoke <laughs> as a kid. And, and then tons of mushrooms right? and acid. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. You've got Eugene, you've got all this LSD, like it. I feel like we were kind of lucky. Whereas, like, if you grew up in like Ohio or like somewhere super far out where there's nothing to do, um, potentially, right? Like, and there's meth around at 13. Like, I don't know. I when was doing drugs is, at 13, so I guess I could see myself having done shit like lean and and meth. I and, feel like in a lot of rural areas like that, weed is almost more taboo than just smoking yeah, meth. No, absolutely. Yeah, yeah dude. I know. I know a bunch of people from like Eastern Oregon that all smoke meth and don't smoke <laughs> weed. <laughs> yeah, I've I've met tweakers who like I've talked to them like about psychedelics. Like, oh, do you like like taking acid and whatnot? And they're like, fuck that shit. It's like, whoa. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's all it's right. interesting because even like I'm gonna bring it up, dude. The Grateful Dead, uh, Pig Pen. <laughs> Uh, he didn't really like taking like acid or LSD or, or like any like psychedelics really because and he was just like a drinker. He just like you know instead of opening the mind, he like just shutting things down. Hell yeah! <laughs> what a chiller. I mean, R.I.P. Because he drank himself to death. But oh, it's <laughs> the only way to go. Actually, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's plenty of other ways to go, Hell but yeah. that is one of the ways. Anyway. That's basically <laughs> all I've got to talk about with There's just a few the ways culture. <laughs> yeah, just the culture, the ways you could, you know, potentially die if you drink too much lean. So be careful. And it, I'm not dangers. promoting of doing these drugs. But if you are going to do these drugs, be careful. And speaking of the danger, what's up, Micah? What are you going to talk to us about? 
Hakeem the science guy. Oh, ha- yeah. Ha- Fuck, ha- I forgot Hakeem. you're freaking Fuck. Hakeem now. Fucking We've been God mislabeling him this entire fucking episode. I'm so sorry, dude. Sorry, Hakeem. We're canceled, That's okay. dude. That's right. So. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm going to start a little bit. To, uh, I'm going to start this off with chemistry this time. Um, not just yeah. uh, neuroscience. Because I do find um, plant... Uh, science really really cool. Um, again, that's part of what some of my research was up at OHSU was looking at um, you know botanical treatments for Alzheimer's disease, right? So I always think plant compounds are really fun and interesting because there's just like a lot going on in a plant. You know, there's not just one chemical, uh, you know, giving it its beneficial effects typically, right? Um, and I do find the poppy plant really cool. You know, we all think it's very pretty looking. Uh, there's a few different varieties of it. Um, and I do find it fascinating that you could go and, uh, cut these poppy pods and, you know, get yourself, uh, natural morphine and codeine. Um, those are the two most common alkaloids in the plant, uh, that are, you know, there's a lot more morphine than there is codeine, but they're both naturally occurring. I think I read, uh, around 3% codeine, three to 4% codeine and like 30% morphine, right? Yeah, that remember. makes that makes sense. Yeah. yeah, I don't know the numbers, but it's the codeine is super small in there. Yeah. Um, interestingly, um, codeine is, uh, you know, also called three methyl morphine. Um, it is a phenanthrene alkaloid with three fused benzene rings at its backbone, um, and I guess it can be found up to ten percent in oh. specifically the Papaver somniferum, which is your typical uh, traditional like red poppy. Um, Whoa. Now, while you can extract it from the plant, it's not uh, done that way, right, to make <laughs> cough syrup nowadays. It's actually a, a semi-synthetic process um, where uh, they add a methyl group to morphine, and you end up with 3-methylmorphine, codeine. Um, Whoa. Yeah, pretty, pretty cool. Um, so uh, codeine is essentially a pro-drug, um, meaning when it's first, uh, you know, in- ingested and metabolized. It's sponsored. Um, what? It's sponsored by a couple board companies. Pro drug? <laughs> what? <laughs> it's, it's a pro. It's a pro drug. Sorry. That I don't get it. It's like a professional. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's that funny. Yeah, sorry. That, that was a pretty um, good joke, Raven. Can, no, you, can you tell it was, again? It was not worth Do doing we, the show. <laughs> Do we have time? I regret it so much. Just please Aww, it's okay. continue. <laughs> Um, I mean, I should have gotten it. It would have been better. <laughs> Use my brain. Um, okay, so it's a pro drug, um, meaning you know when it metabolizes, it's actually going to turn into something else, right? And this um, uh, process requires the metabolic activation by O demethylation of morphine. Um, so essentially, uh, what will happen in the body is uh, codeine. A lot of it, not all of it, but a good amount will actually convert into morphine. So it is a pro-drug to morphine, meaning Whoa. it's like you're not... A lot of what codeine is is not actually getting you high. Um, it's it's turning into morphine. Um, this is, you know, done via, uh, you know, these enzymes, cytochrome P450. Um, this is one that some people may be familiar with in the sense that you can inhibit this enzyme using grape juice or grapefruit juice, right? And so a lot of um, prescription drugs like this will say... Uh, to not, you know, ingest with uh, 
It's grapefruit juice, <laughs> essentially. And 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 grapefruit juice is a strong, not a strong, I think it's like a moderate uh, MAOI, so monoamine oxidase inhibitor. Um, those, you know, are similar to like, some people might be familiar with ayahuasca, the brew, right? Um, so anyway, uh, I just find, I find codeine kind of cool in that sense that, you know, it's almost similar to psilocybin, right? That it's psilocybin is not psychoactive. It's broken down into psilocin. Um, so, um, the interesting thing is that morphine's analgesic acti- activity is uh, mainly associated with the latter metabolite, codeine-6-glucuronide. Um, and this ends up having a higher affinity than morphine itself. So interestingly, like when codeine is processed, it's a lot of it's turning into morphine, and there's even a metabolite that's actually stronger than morphine um, that is produced. So kind of cool. Uh, Very interesting. Right. And one of the most interesting things that I found that I didn't really know about was that if you were to take the entire world population and divide it into three groups, there's poor metabolizers, extensive metabolizers, and ultra-rapid metabolizers. And these differ in the ratio of codeine metabolized into morphine. So people with the uh, poor metabolizers phenotype convert about 10% of codeine to morphine, while those with uh, the extensive metabolizers phenotype do about 40% of codeine, and then those with the ultra-rapid metabolizer uh, phenotype convert about 51%. Um, So there was evidence to show that this is actually, like, this difference in the way that people um, uh, metabolize it has a lot to do with uh, ethnic backgrounds. Now, I don't have the stats to pull up right now and show you, but I found it interesting that, um, you know, there is a lot of evidence to show that different uh, ethnic groups, different areas of the world where people are living will respond to the same type of drugs differently. Interesting. Um, because their genetics are different, right? They're producing, uh, they're potentially producing different enzymes because of the different things they're eating, right? So um, their body is reacting to drugs differently. Just another example of how the drug war is racist. Absolutely. Well, 100%. Yeah. yeah. No, and it's it's honestly kind of scary because there's even medications that... Um, you know, uh, I can't remember exactly what this is, so maybe um, our producer can help us fact check it, or someone, if you guys would like to check it out at some point, you should. But there, I remember there's a medication out there where, like, uh, it's either ineffective. I'm pretty sure it's ineffective, or it's just not very effective um, in uh, the African American population, right? Um, people with African background. Um, so interesting. That's very interesting. Um, I, I feel like it probably has something to do with like thousands of years of uh, like environmental influences, probably. Absolutely. And how it, it can change your body. Yeah. Yeah. And like the amount of drugs taken in certain areas, right? So, like in the Western world, we are constantly taking synthetic drugs that we've created. That vaccines have, with chips in them and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, seriously, <laughs> though, like there's a lot of stuff that we're doing that's very novel compared to like you know, traditional Chinese medicine and Ayurvedic medicine yeah. and Eastern cultures, there's been these plants that they've been using for thousands of years and they, you know, they're doing fine, right? Yeah. Um, so anyway, I mean, back to uh, codeine, it's um, when it comes down to the, kind of the neuropharmacology side of it, it is an opioid agonist. So when it attaches to opioid receptors, right, it um, activates them. And it's uh, got high affinity for the delta opioid agonist, a little bit less... Um, for mu opioid agonist or your, the, the mu opioid receptor. Um, and then the highest amount of affinity is actually for the kappa opioid. Um, now, if you remember kappa opioid, we talked about in 
uh, the Salvia Divinorum episode. Um, so one of the other things that I thought was kind of interesting is that there's like an upper limit, they'll say, to the amount of codeine which can actually be converted by that enzymatic uh, metabolism into morphine. I mean, this makes sense partially due to what I had just talked about, that there are different metabolizers out there, like people. Um, but uh, you can call this sort of like a ceiling dose, and it's commonly believed to be around 400 milligrams. Um, and anything more than that will end up leading to those side effects like the itchiness, the nausea, and it will not actually increase euphoria. Oh. So that's why they call it like a ceiling dose, right? Uh, um, yeah, interesting. Now, a heavy dose is 200 milligrams plus. Um, common be like 100 to 150. Um, you know, pretty strong is 150 to 200. So if taking 400, that's double a heavy dose. That's kind of, you know, it sounds like an overdose. It makes sense that there wouldn't be really Which more is euphoria. Really interesting because typically people will put two ounces in a four or four. Four ounces and a two liter and two ounces of liquid has around 60 milligrams. So they're taking around 120 milligrams per dose. Uh, like if you're drinking yeah. out of it, which makes sense. Product. That's like, that's common. Yeah. Um, and you I would think it, they would want to take like a lot more to get like really like substantial effects. Yeah. You, know? you would, I mean, you would think I mean, sure there, obviously it's not just like everyone's doing this exact same amount. I did watch a video. Some guy said his, Favorite amount is around six to seven ounces. Um, and then the person said, is there anything too much? And he said around 10 and something that was too, he, he said he didn't, didn't like anything below six ounces. Didn't like anything above 10. Interesting. And it also, I mean, at least they're like, that person is like actually like checking to see how much they are even taking. Like in every video I've seen. Of- well, that's the baby bottle. That's that's what the baby bottle's for. In yeah. every single video of someone pouring up lean, there's always going to be a baby bottle because baby bottles have ounces yeah. on the side of them. No, I was going to say, uh, I've literally seen, pe- like, every video of, like, fucking GBE or any of those guys, it's oh, literally just them just, like, pouring it straight into a Sprite <laughs> yeah. bottle. Like, not even fucking, like, pouring it into a double cup. Like, pouring it straight into, like, a Sprite bottle and then, yeah. like, just dropping a Jolly Rancher in and then just shaking it up. Hell yeah. And I'm like, all right, like that. They they have no idea how much they're even taking. They're just like, that looks like the right color, and then they just fucking just shake it up. Right. Holy shit. So to go back to what Micah was talking about earlier, it's actually shown that uh, ACE inhibitors were less effective in African American or just African patients, and then it's because European Americans generally lack a protein that is key. Like, so I don't know what that means. Well, but. yeah, I mean, it's, it's, again, it's just it's a genetic thing, right? So, like, there's people that are producing proteins in certain regions that are um, responding to these different, you know, inhibitors, right? And then um, there's other people out there that are not producing those proteins. So, like, receptors are proteins, right? They're these little proteins embedded in neurons. So, if you can think, if someone is not producing these proteins to have the receptor to, you know, initiate a response from whatever drug this is, right, or anything like that, or they have a protein that's not creating an enzyme. Or, you know, there's this whole thing with, like, you've got genes, and sometimes they're turned on, and sometimes they're turned off. And we all share, like, practically the same genes, right, but very, very different when it comes down to the stuff that's turned on and turned off. I don't know. Um, I wear Levi's. I don't know what kind of jeans you wear. And I'm always turned on. I hate jeans. I wear corduroy. Slacks. 
Well, thank you. Sorry, you I ruined that. that, Micah. That was no, a no. joke to to fucking throw in. Uh, well, but isn't that just weird? Like, it's it's kind of strange. And there was another one I think um, that he had found that said something about uh, it, um, African and African American patients not responding to an HIV medication. Um, well, yeah, that's the one where it's more like with the European. Uh, they generally lack a protein that is key for removing all like such. So, huh? Hmm. Yeah. It's just, it's weird. I don't know. I find that, I find that shit crazy. Right. The freaking medical industry is skewed. Well, it's not that it's, it's legitimately just like, (laughs) it's, it's something that, okay, well, Here's uh, a little side tangent, but something to really think about that is very recent um, in, I know, for American um, science or United States science. Um, The National Institutes of Health, the people, the organization that is funding most uh, academic, like public research, right, in the United States, um, they have required when you create a, when you write a grant proposal to, you know, start doing studies with your, your lab or whatever, they require you to, um, you know, if, if, if it's with live organisms, right, um, to evaluate sex differences every single time. Because there was a lot of studies that were done in only males or only females, right? And that's something where we were getting all this data, all this data and generalizing it when we got it, saying, well, this is what this drug does or this is what this thing does to people, when you looked into the studies, it was like, oh, well, they pretty much did 99% of the time male. So it's now been a requirement because there's been a lot of studies, just really cool neuroscientists out there and other people, right, who have looked at legitimate sex differences between the male and the female brain, the male-female body, and shown very vast differences like the way that, I mean, we've talked about this with alcohol, right? The enzymes that uh, are produced in those bodies are, are different, right? There's different levels of it. And so people process the alcohol differently. That I remember was in college, it was very weird to have a psychology professor tell us this and then have someone pipe up in class and go, you're wrong. You can't say this. You can't say that we're different. They were so upset about like the fact that female and male is different uh, because scientifically there's evidence to show that there's tons of differences and it's now being a requirement if you're going to do studies that you have to look at both. Um and so I think that's the reason I brought that up is that this is just something that we are learning as time goes on as scientists that people are incredibly different from each other, even though we're all the same species, right? But we share, you know, some qualities, some similarities, but like the differences are so vast and we're like really just kind of, you know, unraveling that, I think. Yeah. Wow, that's bit. very interesting. And we're only doing that by doing studies or like having things happen like this where we find out that, oh, well, these guys weren't, uh, the HIV medication wasn't affecting them, but it was affecting everyone else. Well, must be uh, something to do with their, you know, ethnic background. So. Huh, um, very interesting. Yeah, no, it's really cool. We're on the, we're, we are in a very interesting time right now when it comes to science. Um, back to science, just to kind of wrap things up. Uh, lean, again, is codeine and promethazine, right? Promethazine, Raven was mentioning, is a, both um, an antiemetic, meaning it helps with nausea, uh, as well as um, uh, antihistamine. So it is, uh, you know, effective as an allergy uh, medication. Um, 
It is a first-generation histamine 1 receptor antagonist. So essentially that's what an antihistamine is, is it goes on to uh, histamine receptors and blocks their activity. Um, You know, histamine is something that is uh, released in the body, turned on in the body when uh, the body feels like it's under attack. Um, So, uh, you know, some people may know with things like Benadryl, uh, antihistamines uh, have pretty strong sedative effects. You know, they can be used as like temporary sleep aids. Um, and, uh, it also has got some anticholinergic properties. Uh, this is again, part of how it uh, is able to be, um, a, uh, uh, allergy medication, right. And help with these, uh, responses, body responses. Um, essentially the way that it does this is it will block acetylcholine, um, through the mediation of muscarinic receptors. Um, and the weird thing about anticholinergics is that overdosing on anticholinergics uh, can lead to what we call anticholinergic toxidrome. Um, this is caused by the competitive antagonism of acetylcholine at the uh, peripheral and central muscarinic receptors, accompanied by a wide range of sim- signs and symptoms. And this stuff is where uh, it gets weird, right? This is when we kind of talked earlier in the beginning of this episode about uh, people going crazy or doing weird stuff or, you know, just like uh, taking them and getting like high, sort of, right? Sure. Um, the... Signs and symptoms that you'll see is typically things like restlessness, fidgeting, and violent behavior, um, as well as visual hallucinations and picking at imaginary objects in the air or on the bed sheets. So maybe that's what cats are on. Is just they've got they've got anticholinergic toxidrome. You know, like when a cat sees like the ghost in the house and it starts freaking out. Uh, I don't own cats, but I've heard stories. You've got to see those videos, right? Where a cat just starts looking around all weird and then like... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Even yeah. ferrets do it too. Like they just look yeah. like they see stuff and then they start freaking out. Yeah, totally. So maybe that's what it is. I don't know. But <laughs> uh, also mumbling and slurred speech um, and fluctuating mental status. There's actually a, a, a clinical situation um, that can be described with a doggerel. I don't even know how to say that. But I, I think it's like a poem in a way, or like a Dagoral. Dagoral? No, I have no idea. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, I have no idea. But uh, I love this. Uh, blind as a bat, mad as a hatter, red as a beet, hot as Hades, dry as a bone. The bow- the bowel and bladder lose their tone, and the heart runs alone. So this is like a, a way of describing what can happen in anticholinergic toxidrome. Um, this uh, is one of the kind of dangerous you know, things that happens with overdosing on promethazine. So it, for me, my experience with this, um, I always thought codeine was this very fascinating opioid because it was one that actually kind of made me uh, trip out, right? Or whatever. Like it, it was it was very strange the first time I got a bottle of it and I finished it because um, I was laying there and I had, my ex was in the room, but she had been doing her own thing, like painting or playing on the computer or something, right? Like for hours. And I was like fully laying and turned over to the wall, not paying attention to her at all. And at one point we started to have these conversations where I would be like, just, I'd still have my back turned, but I was talking to her. And then I would come out of it and realize like, no, that never happened. It was like a weird dream. Whoa. But it was so real that I I kept going in and out of it because it was that, that, that leaning thing or the the nodding out thing where yeah. I was losing consciousness a little bit. For me, I always thought when I was younger that that was the coding. And now that I've learned a little bit more about this, like it's so interesting that that overdose of promethazine coupled with the like, sedative effects of coding 
make it to be this very trippy, weird experience. Because I found it just so fascinating. I mean, I love weird, trippy experiences like that. Obviously, yeah, I love dissociatives and things like that. But it was just, it was baffling to me. And like, I know that, you know, people say that with things like heroin and, and kratom and stuff like that, where if you have the like nodding off and kind of dreamy like state, you'll have some pretty trippy, like weird thoughts and ideas because you're just in such a relaxed euphoric state. Totally. This was not like that. It was, it was 100%, you know, not psychedelic, but it was kind of dissociative, just kind of weird. Yeah. Um, and I loved it. I thought it was very interesting. So um, that is interesting. Can I just like touch on something like that? On, yeah. Really quick on that. So you, earlier you said it, codeine uh, affects your kappa opioid receptor, which is the same receptor that salvia hits, right? Yes. Yeah. So I'm curious if maybe that's the reason of like why like you do feel a little trippy uh, from codeine specifically versus like oxycodone or hydrocodone or any of these other like opioid-related drugs and stuff. Because um, that would make sense. I mean, because even, like, Juicy J, that's his whole thing is, like, oh, let's get trippy main and, like, like fucking stay trippy and, like, all the shit is, like, he refers to, like, smoking weed and, like, drinking lean. And uh, he said that's, like, you know, in interviews, he's even, like, you know, that's what starts to get real trippy after that and stuff like that. So that's interesting that you you say all that because now that's, like, for me, he started to, like, link things together. And even me, after, like, when I've done coding... Like, cause I used to do like strictly like hydrocodone and oxycodone, oxycodone when I was younger. And then just like a few times every now and then I would try like coding, uh, not necessarily like the cough syrup, but just like try like coding pills or whatever. And, uh, it fucking like was quite a bit different. Like I did notice a difference. Yeah. Well, and I mean, that is what's interesting is like some of the really, really strong opioids like heroin and, and, um, fentanyl and what, whatnot, they are just like really intense they have high binding affinity for um the mu opioid receptor and that's typical amongst most opioids like the and the mu receptor agonism is what leads to um the respiratory depression um so like oh. more more affinity for the mu is an indication that the drug is going to be stronger and also more toxic and deadly um but yeah the kappa thing is uh, honestly a trip to me because yeah, they're both like salvia divinorum is also a kappa receptor or, you know, kappa opioid receptor um, agonist, right? It's not an antagonist. It's actually right. activating the receptor. So it is kind of fascinating to think that they both are um, and that codeine is just even higher for kappa than it is for mu, um, right. making it kind of a weird drug. <laughs> yeah, totally. And wait, and is, a, is it, uh, is codeine also, is it an agonist or is it a partial agonist for the mu opioid or sorry, the kappa opioid, opioid receptor? Full agonist, yeah. Okay, yeah, that's super interesting. Yeah. That does make it a very interesting... I think the like, only op partial opioid. agonists that I know of, at least, are like Suboxone, Methadone, and then um, Kratom. I mean, that's that's all oh, I've learned. Oh, sure. Okay, interesting. And everything again, else is... again, partial agonists can't kill you. Right, As exactly. far as I know. Um, I don't know. I've had people say that Methadone could kill you if you take a bunch, but... Honestly, I think we'll that's more that related more. to like the way it affects your breathing rather than like actually an overdose. Well, again, I mean, that's that's, that's exactly thing. what it is, though. The overdose of uh, opioids is mu receptor depression. agonism that's yeah. getting activated so much that it leads to the body slowing its you know breathing. It's a good point. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, that makes sense. I'm it's wrong. not the drug killing you. It's your stupid body. Yeah. <laughs> it's your stupid body just not knowing how to breathe. Yeah. I mean, honestly, that's what a lot of people think that the overdose of heroin is when people choke on their vomit. Like, a lot of people think that. And 
It's yeah. not. I mean, that's that's one of the cases, but it's right. Typically, uh, and a lot of the times, it's people's breathing. Right. Totally. And that's what's scary is there's fentanyl sometimes they'll, or they'll not fentanyl. Uh, yeah, there's fentanyl cases where they'll give like a dose of Narcan. Someone will like come out of it for a second and then they'll go right back into like their their breathing is just slowing so fast that, um, you know, they got to get narcan a few times. <laughs> that's fucking gnarly, dude. It's that's scary. It's narcan Oh, dude, did we both just do that at the same time? <laughs> Holy shit. All three of us. Dude, <laughs> nice, dude. Fucking. Oh, hive mind. Dude, we've been freaking. <laughs> who's been taking acid? <laughs> Me. <laughs> Lots of it. <laughs> it's been a good summer. Yeah. <laughs> Hard summer, dude. <laughs> <laughs> no, fuck that fest. <laughs> I know, I'm just joking. <laughs> Uh, dude, fucking interesting, man. Yeah, I'm I'm glad to gotten learnt on some of the science. It's cool to me that not all opiates are the same. Totally, <laughs> not all opiates are made equal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that no, it is super interesting that you know, like when you think of opiates, like you think of them all just being like morphine or oxycodone or like anything like that. But it, it is. Well, you think of like them all having the exact same effect. I also I, yeah. would have thought that like codeine was codeine. Like I didn't think that when codeine was ingested, it turned into morphine. Right. Like, yeah. It I, blew it, my mind when I read that. That is very interesting. Like, why yeah. call it codeine when the other name for it is three methyl morphine? <laughs> yeah, like, even though you're taking one thing, it, it's going to get turned into morphine. So, that, yeah. Not all of it, but yeah. That's a good point. That's a good, good point. Right, yeah. That's what's actually kind of fascinating about it, too, is that you're almost getting, like, double, like, opiate shit. <laughs> you're getting Damn, morphine dude. and codeine. <laughs> getting double dose, dude. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, and again, uh-huh. what I think is back to, like, the most fascinating part about it is that it's coming from a fucking plant. This plant made these interesting compounds that have incredible effects, uh, both psychoactive, like recreational effects, but also medicinal effects. Um, and it's just, I don't know, it just blows my mind. And people have been using it for hundreds, if not thousands of years. Oh, and it's yeah. a huge cash yeah. crop in certain regions of the world, like in totally. Afghanistan. Yeah. Dude, shout out to Mother Earth, dude. Yeah. yeah. Mother Nature, dude. We got cannabis, we got poppies, we got... DMT, I'll, I'll suck yeah. on Mother Earth's milk, the the milk that comes out of the poppies. <laughs> I mean, essentially, that's what you're doing, dude. So, <laughs> yeah, dude. Shout out the fucking Earth, dude. Does that wrap up science? Oh yeah, we're good. Oh, um, wow. I mean, if you guys, uh, what? Yeah, I said it was very good. Oh, I thought you. Were, I thought you said it was very fast. I was no. like, you were gone for half of it. No, I wasn't. I was right here. <laughs> I yeah, Raven was freaking. <laughs> I had to be okay. in the bathroom, dude. You'll learn about it later. That's what happens to me sometimes. Oh wait, actually, there was some. There was a, a, an interesting um, uh, article that I had read. I don't know if you guys are, yeah, curious about it. Definitely. Um, no, I'm good. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> it was these researchers that analyzed a bunch of data about prescription opioid misuse um, detected through Instagram using uh, search tags related to purple drinks such as Dude. hashtag codeine, hashtag sipling, and hashtag scissor. We got followed on the Instagram by one today. <laughs> I'm not really. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I clicked it because it was like. It was like trippy something. And I was like, oh, this looks like one of those like drug dealer Instagram accounts. And I click it and it's like uh, Xanax and lean and like all kinds of I don't of even shit. know like how real those are. I've, but I know they are. Like some are. I've seen some real ones. There's I legitimate followed, Instagram drug dealers. Yeah, I get we'll followed you once a week by those people. Like, yeah. dude, I go, I go up like 10 followers and then I just immediately drop like another 10 because they either 
get their Instagram deleted or they unfollow yeah. me, one of the two. <laughs> yeah, it's so annoying, too. It's like, how do you guys yeah. find me? I know, exactly. It's like, I don't want you guys, like, fucking blowing up my fucking normal Instagram. Go follow Drinking Out of Cups. Don't fucking follow me. Exactly, fucking yeah. Fucking jackass. I'm just kidding. <laughs> so this is just, like, what tripped me out was the numbers in this. I mean, it makes sense because we're talking about, like, we get these types of accounts, you know, following us all the time. But this group downloaded screenshots uh, resulting in a hun- or 1,156 posts. Um, and the weekends had more posts with the hashtag coding. Um, but it all ended up being an average of 150 to 200 posts uploaded each day of the week. Um, and then coding-related hashtags like coding crazy and the non-related ones like trap were also listed. Uh, in the first group, the most relevant hashtags were promethazine, lean, coding crazy, purple drank, cough syrup, and double cup. And then in the second group, the most relevant hashtags were related to cannabis use. So weed, cannabis, and kush. And less commonly associated with hip hop culture, but ah. yeah, I don't know. It was a trip because I was like, "Whoa, they're like, there's literally scientists out here fucking studying our uh, social medias and the things that we're posting just to get a better idea of like how prevalent some of this stuff is." And yeah, that is it is just fascinating that like that's just Instagram that they're getting 150 to 200 posts a day just about lean. Well. To these oh. uh, scientists, stay the fuck off my Instagram. Yeah, <laughs> no, I know. That's a good point. Stop you know what else I just realized? Or follow I also the follow the fucking podcast Instagram. Yeah, true, true. Shout out, shout out, drinking out of cups underscore podcast. Did that off the dome. Fuck you, Raven. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so what? One of the other things I forgot to mention earlier of like why lean, like how just goes to show like how prevalent lean is in like pop culture is the fact that they started making cannabis brands. That were like, you know, like tree scissor and shit like that, or like yep. whatever, some of them, whatever they're called, uh, like cannoline and shit. And, uh, like they're literally making like basically like cough syrup, like cannabis that you can basically make like a double cup and like lean out. That's what it's like supposed to be made for and make it seem like you're drinking lean, even though you're drinking cannabis. At the, uh, Corner store right down the road from my uh, house, the the Mary Janes. They sell a bottle that says Legal Lean, and it has a little double cup with purple liquid. I'm well, not even kidding. And wow. there's also at the dispensaries in Oregon, and I'm sure Washington as well, but a lot of the um, uh, drinks, the edible drinks or whatever, they are like syrups that I've seen so many like people on Snapchat buy, the, buy those and like make lean out of it. Like not yeah, with coating, yeah. but they like... They put it with like uh, soda and shit and act like they're drinking lean when really it's just THC like syrup. Yeah. Yeah. But the whole point of yeah. making THC syrup was to market to the people that want to be drinking lean. Literally. It's so and, weird. Yeah. And the a lot of those syrups will be called something like scissor. Yeah. No, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And, and a lot of totally these got... looks like it too. It's like it looks like a prescription bottle. Yeah. yeah. And a yeah. lot of these, dude, yeah. No, trust me. When I had, uh, when I got my wisdom teeth taken out, I bought a bottle of that that looked exactly like activist, like, like an activist bottle. Did you put it in, uh, <laughs> in soda? No, because I had my wisdom teeth taken out. So I didn't want to fucking hurt oh, them okay. with soda and fucking. I was going to call you cringe, but. No, uh, no. Every time I have done it for sure before, just <laughs> with the weed, <laughs> with the weed. One? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, honestly, like, why would you drink it alone? That's disgusting. yeah, of course. Like, yeah, that's syrup. Why, yeah, 100%. Syrup? Why would you drink it alone? Uh, but <laughs> yeah, it, it, but I think a lot of the reason why it also got so popular is because when activists stopped making promethazine with codeine syrup, uh, that was in 2014. And a lot of these started coming out when weed got legalized, like on the West Coast, which was like 2016, 2017. Uh, which was like, uh, you know, like uh, 
Fuck, when did weed get legalized in Washington and Colorado? Was that 2014 or 2015? I have no idea. I think it was 2015, the and then 14. Oregon was 2016, and then I think California was either 2017 or 2018. So, anyways, basically the whole West Coast, by the time anyway. the West Coast got, fuck you, Raven, you fucking piece of fucking shit, dude. Just, <laughs> <laughs> Just lose my shit. <laughs> Leave the fucking Zoom. <laughs> anyway, I'm going to show you my nuts. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, fuck you. <laughs> who, who is the who is the guy that jerked off on a Zoom call in the beginning of COVID? Lots of people. <laughs> yeah, no, but there was like a CEO of a company, and I forget why is his name escaping me. Uh, let's uh, let's give it a Google real quick. Well, we got a producer for that. Uh, we could move on. Yeah, that's a good point. Juice. I love. I Shout love. out Jamie. Shout out Jamie, our producer. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly love just that kidding. the pandemic happened just for that type of shit. Because like when I was still taking classes at the end of uh like or the beginning of lockdown and end of my degree um the professors had to you know explain to us in the beginning that like there's a very possible chance that we're going to get zoom hacked and <laughs> there's going to be profanity and we're all going to need to be adults about it and it was just always a thing they were like really careful about like telling well, us did you ever <laughs> see those youtube videos wow this is so off track of uh, <laughs> i mean the um the full send or whatever the nelk channel on uh, youtube the boys yeah they got a bunch of zoom codes and we're like going into classes and just like full trolling them i do <laughs> remember this actually like very very it's like some of the only funny things they've ever done <laughs> i agree yeah. i can't yeah. find like any specific names of someone oh wait there's <laughs> jeffrey Tubin. Yeah, yeah, Jeffrey, Jeffrey Tubin. Yep, Yo, that's what I was thinking of. Shout out Jeffrey Tubin. I know you're listening. He was jerking off on a Zoom call. <laughs> what company was he CEO? <laughs> I don't know, but he uh, didn't know his camera was on. He was just uh, but, the New Yorker. Yeah, Dude, yeah. 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 yeah, it was like a big deal. That's hilarious. It's Dude. funny. I mean, yeah, this there's is like a couple though. Uh, yeah, if you just like just looking it up, there is like a handful of different YouTube videos of someone like walking in with a bottle of lotion sitting on their desk. Oh my shit. god, Dude. <laughs> that's amazing. Well, you know what was actually interesting, like. I know this is, again, a little off topic, but it's funny to think about. Uh, we, when I was getting cybersecurity training at this new job um, and like cyber harassment, all that kind of stuff, um, there was this question that was like, so do you think that sexual harassment uh, is more prevalent, um, you know, in the workplace or now that we've been doing remote? Like, like, is it less with having remote work or more? Hmm. And I was thinking it's less. And you I would know, think it was more because people more. through a filter of a screen or through typing, they don't realize that they, they'll say things that they weren't willing to say straight to someone's face. That and there was always a lot of like weird jokes, I guess, that were dropped in company meetings about like, oh, I'm not wearing pants, like, ha -ha, uh, you know, that kind of uh, stuff. Yeah. Um, so it just it was a trip to me. I'm gonna like, pull a tube in. Put my tube in the shot. <laughs> tube in these nuts. Uh, okay. Well, back to lean. Uh, something huge I want to talk about is um, safety. When do uh, if you are going to be someone who is trying to acquire something, then you're going to be probably doing it through illegal means. Um, Obviously, if you have a prescription for promethazine and codeine, then you're all good. If not, then you're probably seeking out some sketchy people or sketchy uh, 
way to be getting this lean. And a lot of lean nowadays, uh, a lot, it, it walk hard, even like fully printed labels, everything. There are giant manufacturing facilities making fake lean with the exact labels, the exact like lookalikes. And a lot of these things are completely fraudulent and contain a lot of benzodiazepines and a lot of uh, morphine. And I've heard accounts of fentanyl. I couldn't find anything solid, but on, on Reddit, people would be like, oh, don't drink it. That that's like, that's a fent bottle. Like, oh, I'm uh, sure of it. Yeah. It's like, you know how there's like sneaker heads that will be like, oh, those are a fake Nike. Cause I can oh, tell yeah. the swoosh, the stitching should be like this or whatever. If you go on Reddit r slash lean, and you post your bottle, people will pick it the fuck apart. It'd be like, oh, it's I'm fake sure. for this reason. They use this amount of plastic this year with this yeah. like certain little indent. All Damn. kinds of shit. People it, do that with, I mean, the benzos too, like Xanax and, and Oxys and all the stuff. It's that, smart. If you're going to be someone who's using a substance and know your shit and don't be getting like potentially fentanyl or well, something. Well, I mean, that's what's just so scary about fucking uh, doing prescription drugs recreationally. Like, once your doctor's not prescribing them to you, you're going out and looking for something that, if it was produced by that company, the pharmaceutical company, then it's legit. Yeah. But then there's people out there with all these really cool, you know... Fancy equipment. Yeah, all this equipment to be able to make stuff to, like, fully... I mean, because obviously, look, you said it was 300% more money being spent on this because people want to just be able to have lean. Yeah, so... The activist or whatever it is. Like, that's... It's, a, it's a, a look thing. It's like buying fucking designer clothes. Yeah, yeah. it's just the image. Yeah. yeah. So the drug manufacturers, the illegal drug manufacturers, are going to see that 300% and be like, okay, well, we need a profit off that. We need to capitalize on that opportunity to make that extra money. Like, fuck these little well, Percocet yeah. pills or whatever we were selling. If we sell lean, we could put the same amount of Percocet like the raw material into this liquid and sell or, it for way more. Or that's the thing. Yeah. There, a lot of it, I'm sure, is like weird Chinese research chemical. I say Chinese, I saw, not in a racist way. I saw way, a but lot they, of research chemical yeah. bottles saying it's either research chemicals. Um, some said fentanyl, but they they said you don't really have to worry about the fentanyl ones because like hot patches don't exist within liquid, really. Because yeah, exactly. you could shake it up. Yeah. And um, and a lot of ones that are just purely benzos. That you get yep. it and it's just benzo liquid. Well, because that's the thing awful. is like the 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 research chemical benzos and, and opiates that have been coming out of China um, are so incredibly cheap. Again, fentanyl, we talked about that already, right? It's just so damn cheap and it's so damn potent. But there's tons of benzodiazepines that are potent at the microgram level as well, like way stronger than Xanax, way stronger than Valium. They'll never, ever be used by uh, actual physicians, right? Yeah. But they're out there and you can buy them. And so the you know, profit margin that you could get with having something that's incredibly cheap like that by the pennies, right? And then you can formulate it into this bottle and be like, oh, look, it's lean and sell it for $500 a pint. It's just insane how much yeah. money those people are making doing that. And one other um, scary aspect that I've heard with people not making fake bottles of lean, but cutting bottles of lean. So they'll take like a syringe or something and extract a lot of the actually real stuff and uh put it to the side or whatever and then fill it back with whatever so or even like burning a small hole and then like being able to reseal it with plastic in the future Whoa. jesus so, christ yeah so essentially like don't buy lean 
No, yeah. there's yeah. no point. There's I no... am not an advocate for lean whatsoever. Like it looks cool in rap videos. I will admit that. <laughs> but, yeah, but you yeah. missed your but opportunity. It's so bad for you. If it's it was, so bad for you. Maybe in like 2012, 2010, you know, any from the Honestly. nine from the nineties until freaking twenty fourteen. Just be like that guy on Reddit. Just go do heroin. Well, weirdly enough, like no, go do no. the THC syrups. Like yeah. I actually kind of think do that, drugs. I think those THC syrups are pretty cool in a way because it's almost like it. You're always gonna have these people that feel like it's cool, even though it's not cool, right? They're gonna always think it's cool. So it's kind of interesting that like, all right, well here, let's give them a safer alternative that gets you super fucked up still, but you know, isn't gonna kill you and isn't gonna give you like. Uh, you know, heart failure. Yeah, because yeah, at being, the end of the day, it's just an image thing. Lean, yeah, hundred percent. Oh, and yeah. then being someone who has, you know, I've never done activist lean, but like someone who has done like what is considered like lean, uh, ha- having not done it for like years, and then when those came out, I did try it, and I was like, this fulfilled my you know, my uh, image of wanting to just like double cup again, like even though yeah, it's not yeah. actual like lean, or just the idea it's of just like fun having if a they- double cup and like you know mixing like cough syrup in it, and like this fucking it's this the gets same me going. With, same thing with blunts. Blunts were not popular at all until music and media sort of blew it up. Well, right? this is the thing is. With Lean, specifically, they made it fun. The music made it fun. Because before, doing opiates or just popping a couple pills, and then you just sleep on your couch, or doing heroin, and then everyone thinks you're a junkie or something. And then, that's not fun. That's not romantic. That's not exciting. That's not There's no character behind that. But then once people started making these fruity-looking drinks with Jolly Ranchers, and doing the different formulas, and mixing it up, and it looks really pretty... That made it fun. So that's, I think most of it is it's people who want to do opiates, but they want to have fun. And I understand it completely. Yeah, yeah totally. Because yeah. that makes it inter- enjoyable, entertaining for more reasons than just getting high. So it kind of makes me think of like the, like Jewel, how they got in trouble for like marketing yeah. to kids yeah. with all their cool <laughs> flavors and shit. <laughs> it's like music should get in trouble for marketing lean to kids. <laughs> Honestly, kind of, because I yeah. was really fucking young yeah. when I first did it. It was like, oh yeah, I was like it. 15. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and obviously it was just whatever I got prescribed from the doctor, but I saved it till after I was sick to no, still, actually yeah, pour no, it up. Totally. I mean, I was in middle school. I remember in middle school when kids were talking about doing their oxys that they got from their wisdoms or whatever they did, uh, like coming to school and being like, yeah, I've got oxys in like eighth grade. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And that's just like, it, it made sense. It was like before people were even starting to smoke weed, but they were like cool with like doing pills. But yeah. Yeah, totally. Because they were like... Even, What's up? No, I was going to say just because it's like prescribed from the doctor. They're like, oh, like I got this fucking cool drug or whatever that's like from the doctor and shit. Like it's legal like for me to take it, but you can't. And like, dude, yeah, I bet you there's tons of people that actually drink lean like consistently that don't actually know that it's an opiate. Like, that's I know a good you point. mentioned that yeah, earlier. I mentioned that right in the beginning. Yeah. But like, I not in, that, not in that manner. You mentioned it just like in a way that there's a lot of people out there that don't know. Yeah, but I'm thinking like there's got to be straight up people out there that use it and buy it all the time, and still think that it's not an opiate. Yeah, like in yeah. a way, it's almost like a denial, and they of... don't realize why they're having like withdrawals. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Well, well, I actually see some people just thinking when they hear cough syrup, like mixing it with Robitussin, like thinking it's the same yeah. thing as Robitussin. But I saw a, a snippet of a documentary where a guy was talking about how he does lean every single day. And he has withdrawals or whatever. But he said a lot of people deny the withdrawals. 
I completely deny having them. Oh, I'm nah. sure. I mean, it's like that with anything. People say that about Kratom. There's tons of people out there that'll be like, oh, Kratom is safe and it's there's, it's a plant, so there's no withdrawals um, when that's just not the case. Right. Yeah, so I guess biggest thing with when it comes to lean and harm reduction and safety is uh, personally, I don't think that you should ingest it on a street level. If you get it prescribed to you by a doctor, obviously that's completely different. And if you want to have fun with it, whatever. Put it in some fucking... <laughs> put it in some Sprite. Who cares? If yeah, the doctor absolutely. gave it to you and you're sick, have fun with it. Or Straight save it until later. I don't give a shit. Yeah. But um, yeah, I don't know. I don't feel safe with it on a street level. Maybe go to Reddit if you buy it and fucking research your shit, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Just be super careful because there are a ton of fakes out there. It is one of the most faked things along with like Xanax and a lot of opiate pills. Yeah, yeah, I guess so, if you if you were to buy like uh, a bottle of lean, like and in quotations, I, I put quotation marks around <laughs> lean for anyone who can't see, uh, which is everybody. everybody. <laughs> uh, like, I guess could you uh, if you bought like a like a bunk bottle or you bought like a bottle off the street? I guess could you still could you use like fentanyl strips to like test to see if there's fentanyl in there, or would it like would it, whatever it's mixed with like fuck it up? Yeah, fa- I mean, you could, I think. Would it false positive on an other opiates, though? Um, probably not, no. no but yeah, I know that fentanyl test strips are actually kind of sensitive um, mm. to, like, the volume, like, the amount. Like, there's, there's like, guides to how you should dissolve your drugs when you're trying to test them. Okay. Um, like, how much liquid to use, right? And I think too much liquid can kind of make it just not as effective at picking it up. And it makes sense sort of just due to the fact that Fentanyl's uh, teeny tiny, teeny tiny, yeah, super potent. So if you were to like over dilute it, it would make some sense. But um, I think one of the other things to really mention is like if you're someone who goes to house parties, maybe you're still in high school, you're listening to this podcast, and you like what we talk about um, or whatever, and you hopefully have learned a lot from our you know harm reduction and safety stuff. But if if you're someone who go to part goes to parties or uh, you know goes to concerts or whatever the heck you do, if you if you're around people and you um, have seen people drink lean or you know anyone that does, um, I would recommend um, trying to, you know, either spread the word of people having Narcan on hand or getting it yourself. Um, Like, even if you're not a user of these things, like having it around you, on you, and going to a party, you could be the person that saves the night um, if someone drank too much lean that was fake lean or whatever, you know, or mixed their lean with something else or, you know, it's just something that I know it's popular. We're all like, part like we've all partied and because you know. I've also seen um, uh, reports of people have their lean and they'll drop a Xanax bar in there. Yep. So imagine yeah. that Xanax bar. Say the lean is a hundred percent real, but that Xanax bar is fake. Yep. And then that Xanax bar has fentanyl in it. Okay. Yeah. There or, you go. or they they are sniffing cocaine and doing lean, and suddenly they sniff the cocaine that had fentanyl in it. Now they're on two opiates. Boom. They're you know overdose. Yeah. Um, it's a scary uh, world out there when we're covering these kinds of drugs. People die from this stuff all the time. It's in, it's just to be as safe as possible when um, going into things like this. Or if even a better solution, don't unless you get it from a doctor. You know, straight yeah. up. Yeah. So that would be my advice for well, harm reduction. And if you know anyone that's been maybe doing it for a while and you feel that they don't know that it's an opiate, inform them. Like, let them know, like, hey, this is pretty much the same thing as doing heroin every day if they're sipping it every day. And, like, yeah. let them know the the bad effects that it can have on your body. Show them this podcast. I don't know. 
Yeah, and RIP to everyone we've lost from lean. Yeah, for real. A lot of good people have died from uh, opiate addiction. Yeah, and I will just say, again, this is something that um, is new and recent in a way. The opioid epidemic has, you know, been going on for quite some time, but not a long time. And it is not something that you personally, if you are someone who has suffered from it, should ever feel guilty for. This has been a very long, uh, slow path of our pharmaceutical companies screwing us over. Um, you know, so it's just something to remember. <laughs> and if yeah. you weren't yeah, familiar with the Sackler family, go check them out. Yeah, addiction is not your fault. It's not. It's no. Really not. And I think with opioids, just to mention, it's like 100%, not 100%, but it is so much more influenced by the people that were creating it and shoving it down our throats and acting like it was okay. Much more so than the hip hop or the rap or whatever the fuck it was that was showing it being cool. Well, because at the end of the day, okay, so activists went out of business or whatever. Say that they had the best intentions. They went out of business. They didn't want it like people. I don't think activists went out of business. They just stopped making that particular thing. thing. They still make other drugs, but like. Well, that's the same thing. I mean, they stopped making it. So say they had the best intentions. Say they had the best intentions with stopping is what I'm saying. Even then, another opiate manufacturer came out and made another one that had the same ingredients, the same levels, the same color, the same everything. At the end of the day, they knew people were drinking this stuff and they knew people were getting it on the street and paying for it. So at the end of the day, until they stop making that product completely, it is being targeted to the streets. Yeah. Yeah, true. Yeah. That's what's sad. And it's so fucked up to think that those rich ass fucks will drive by in SF or P, you know, PDX, wherever the fuck they are, LA, and they're gonna see all these people see who the have been suffered caused. from, yeah, the money that they've made off of it. Yeah, it's sad. They're just like, oh, look at all these gross people that don't that are just living on the streets, and they're just like, you caused this, you piece of shit. Yep. Yeah. Well, I'm sure there's a solid layer of denial within their minds. Oh, 100. Yeah. percent I mean, because they are able to still fall asleep at night and like keep waking up and whatnot and keep racking in the money that they're making off of it because they have switched their perspective into I created something. Addiction's a choice. That's on you to have, yeah, taken it and done. And I I understand that. There is actually like total validity and I think it's part of human nature to believe that way that uh, your actions don't always affect everyone else, right? It, it's personal for you. If you made money off of something, it's you're like, oh, well, I did good. I, I was successful. I made a company for myself. But when you continue I, to market something that's clearly like hurting when you people. Know, yeah, exactly. It's you've definitely, there's no way like that you're still in the right state of mind, in my opinion, um, and for those people. It's it's a trip. It's a form of like straight up like evil, like and switching your- Narcissism. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well- I agree. Not to end things on a darker note. <laughs> it happens but, every time with opiates. Yeah, yeah with opiates. It kind of is just the, the mood of opiates. Uh, anyway, a more positive thing is we released our first Confessions episode. So if you want to check that out, follow us on Patreon. It's only $3 a month. You could go to patreon.com forward slash D-O-O-C or... I know some people were having trouble finding it, apparently, and I had no idea. Uh, you could not look it up on the app for some reason. I got that fixed. Now you could just look up Drinking Out of Cups uh, podcast uh, on the app, and it will come right up. So and if you it's all $3 a month. That'd be great. 
Yeah, and it's, the link is also in the bio of our Instagram, which is I mentioned it earlier, drinking out of cups underscore podcast. Yeah, and I'm coming back to the YouTube game. I filmed an entire video and it had no audio, so that sucked. And then my memory card corrupted after I filmed another video. So (laughs) I did a really cool jet ski adventure vlog, and I'm going to be putting that up on my YouTube soon after I'm done editing. So if you want to follow me on YouTube, that's R-A-Y-V-Y-N, the number two, T-U-R-N-T. YouTube. You sound like one of those commercial people for a second. Oh, we should do that. <laughs> Ryan, can you do that for one of the episodes? No, you have to just what? learn how to talk that fast. Like, speed it up to where no. it sounds like we're like saying something very important at the end of the podcast. I mean, or we could just all learn how to talk in a radio voice. I'm not. I and thank you to our fact checker, Juice, uh, for sitting in on this one. And uh, his Instagram is your mom's booty call. And thank you to Micah, the science man. Or, fuck. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, what was it? Uh, Hakeem. Hameek, gotta, or, uh, read, read it Hakeem, backwards. Hakeem. Yeah, thank you, Hakeem, the science man, for this episode. Uh, he did great. And his Instagram is resting potential. Please. I also didn't say my pronouns, but that's okay. All right, Hakeem. That was enough out of you. <laughs> <laughs> no. Hakeem, what are your pronouns? <laughs> they slash them. Nice. Okay. I thought you were going to say sci slash ents. Like science. <laughs> oh, I like that. That's cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, oh uh, wow. That's so stupid. Yeah, right. so is a pro drug, Raven. <laughs> <laughs> Cut that out. <laughs> All right. Well, that was a good podcast. Shout out RYNO118 uh, on Instagram. Hit me up for mixing or mastering or recording. And shout out to anyone else who we want to give a shout out to. I and we want to, and we're coming oh, out wait, with hold a ton on. more stuff on Patreon soon. Ryan's flying to Portland and we're going to record a bunch of shit. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, actually yeah, yeah, are going yeah, yeah. to see our faces for the first time. IRL. Only on the Patreon. Though. Yeah, if yep, you if you it. subscribe to the Patreon, you'll get to see all of our faces on camera. It's going to be nuts. And you'll get to see me putting my uh, my nuts in Ryan's mouth. Oh, hell <laughs> yeah. Quite literally. <laughs> Wait, what? mine too, right? Yeah, I I'm going to I'm fill all your mouths with Dude. my nuts. Hell yeah. Uh, if you want to know what that's all about, you're going to have to check out the Patreon. He might be talking about a Jeffrey Tubin incident. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I'm trying to get Tubin. <laughs> All right. That was good. That was a good Beep. one.